0: Breaker on this is Short Pants Free Radio. Gamers get your ears on because we're blowing the speakers out. Grimdark. Live. <laughs> weekly webcast for all things dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf in the Warhammer worlds. Don't miss our live show on Thursdays, but for now you've got us on sloppy seconds with our podcast with the Grimdark gang. It's time once again for Grimdark Live.
1: I didn't have my mic on start over hey welcome to grimdark live your webcast for all things dice dragons demons and a dwarf and the warhammer worlds i'm your host patrick and as always my co hosts justin and randy fellas what do you hear what do you say
2: not much another day another dollar
1: another day another dollar man and uh, hey congratulations on making those dollars man see last week folks justin was not on the show for the first portion of it because he was out house hunting and justin tell him the good news man
2: we have uh officially locked down a house and uh Freeport, Illinois, that we will be moving into sometime in the beginning of September.
1: Congratulations, man! Way to go, man! Way to go! But uh, another guy from his own house—we got the nicest guy in tabletop wargaming, Randy Wasabi, buddy. What do you hear? What do you say?
3: Oh man, just you know, just glue my fingers together, putting some some miniatures and whatever. Excited (laughs) about using the general handbook rules for you know some of my antique miniatures
2: maybe called us you 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 know what your legends huh yeah
1: my
3: my (laughs) legends my warhammer legends
2: you know you do have
1: the coolest and and folks in in case you don't know this man right here you know in case you don't know uh randy the the nicest guy in tabletop wargaming he has the largest collection of games workshop models probably in the united states i'm not kidding i mean randy just just real quick i mean i'm not trying to put you in the spot here but i'm going to put you put the spotlight right on you what do you? How much do you really think? Uh, how many? Give us an idea. Quantity, value. I mean, it, it's got to be the largest collection I've ever seen in my life.
2: Go collection wise. Don't tell them the value. You might get rated.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> do that. Yeah. Sorry.
3: So so, so basically, uh, when uh, Sigmar basically rolled over from uh, Warhammer Fantasy Battles, uh, I basically made sure I had about. Uh, at least one of every every unit for all basically uh the 13 main factions and the like five or six like fan based like extended ones that were like magazine articles and stuff whatever so you know at least they had one of each and then so like basically all the rules like 4000 points in army or whatever and some like my lizard men and some others are closer to eight to ten thousand like points for for each folks i wouldn't be
1: a bit surprised if games workshop themselves contacted our, our buddy randy and forced him to take out a license that's how much product this guy has it, it's very it, i gotta tell you man you are definitely committed so so yeah you're cool. actually getting uh you're actually getting the, the the army together huh you're you're doing some painting and some hobbying, and the, the, let me so let me say this you're you're here to talk a little bit about the 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 build-a-bear for nerds that we talked about a little bit on last week's show right
3: yeah, just a just a little bit, and you know, it's a I'll, you know, say more of it for the, the take one video that's gonna come out, but nice you know, yeah, a little preview, and then you know, some of the uh, I got a couple of pieces of like, terrain, and I'm gonna show one of them off for the the lizardman table that I'm making for Armed Forces Day. So. Right, well, right.
2: Come on, Pat, you you're not a slouch when it comes to army sizes either. I mean, Mr. Mr. Thousand Man Noblar Army over here. You know
1: what I got to tell you, and, and you know the really thing is, it's a thing of beauty. You know, I, I normally don't show it off very much uh, because uh, it, it stops people cold. And it, and it makes people wonder what they've done with all their time. And, and you know, I don't want to brag like that. You know, I, it puts me on such a pedestal, a greater pedestal than I'm normally already on being, you know, the nobbler man in the community. Um, so The it's, it's only
2: Nobbler man in the community.
1: The greatest unit in the game. You know, it's, it's, it look, the, heavy is the crown. <laughs> heavy is the crown. And folks, you know, if you're noticing why we can't see our, our co host, it's because uh, uh, his camera has, uh, is, has gone defunct. So that's why you get the very serious inquisitor look, you know, when, when, when Justin talks. You know, he's not, he's not, uh, he's not questioning all of you. That's just his very serious picture, which, by the way, that is, that is, that is not a good reflection of your personality there, Justin. That no, is a very, serious that, that, picture
2: it's a very serious picture but sometimes you have to have a serious picture to back you up
1: well you know i i i, I got you you know that that's the that's the that's from the parole office right i mean that that's that's the one you had to use for your parole officer uh maybe
2: <laughs> maybe <laughs> right
1: right well, we or got it to might um, be
2: one i might have to use for my parole officer
1: maybe coulda sorta <laughs> yeah no we have a um we have uh, we've got a great show ahead of us today, guys. I mean, we got a lot that we're going to be talking about. We got uh, we actually got a lot in the news. You know, there's uh, we got the Rumor Engine, obviously. Even though this little 40k-ish, we're still going to be committed to the Rumor Engine because the minute we stop doing that, people are like, "Hey, where the hell's the Rumor Engine?" Okay, yeah, fine. You want the Rumor Engine? You got it back.
2: Where'd it go? Yeah.
1: And um, something I'm going to be talking about in the news, I think it's kind of cool, is uh, we got we got some uh, some Weta Workshop stuff. Uh, they they did some pretty cool stuff um, recently in the uh, the Warhammer community that I want to kind of share with everybody. And we're going to be talking yeah. about Armed Forces Day three. 3- as well and um we got these july updates man we're going to be talking about some of those things that just happened in compilation with the uh the ghb 2020 and uh we're going to be continuing our look into the the general's handbook 2020 as far as looking at the uh the more open play but i do i like the way they've done open play this time around man you know what i
3: mean oh yeah
2: yeah open play is really good yeah I mean, it's not the old days where it's like, "Hey, you pull an army out of a bag, I pull an army out of a bag, and we'll see who has the bigger, you know, explicitive
1: here." Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it, it's it's like it's like we've always said, man. That, that's a great way to, to to figure out real quick if your if your opponent is an asshole. That old that old uh, open war system. But but Randy, one more time, man. Nicest guy in tabletop wargaming. What are you going to be giving us again today? What do you got?
3: Uh, just a little preview on the take one, which is, you know, I got six miniatures to my to my right and. You know, I'll just give a you know quick example of each one, and then I uh, have a piece of terrain that I've been working on for for the, the uh lizardman table that I'll I'll show show
1: off. Awesome, so. awesome, and and folks, I'm telling you one thing. This guy right here, let me tell you something. This guy right here, he puts out. I mean, I, I'm so excited. This your, your content that comes out is just good stuff, man. And you know, I, I love the fact that we're, we we're kind of rolling back out with the take ones again. We haven't done those in how long? Almost a year, right? And I'm gonna say hi everybody because I fixed the
3: camera. Holy
1: cow, <laughs> folks! Look at that. You, you don't, you're not gonna see his parole picture anymore.
3: <laughs> oh, it he, back in. Wow.
1: There you go. Good deal, man. Good deal. What did you have to plug it in, <laughs> Randy? Did Appar- you have to plug Appar- it apparently, in? Apparently,
2: apparently, I had to tell the system just to turn it off and eighty-six it and reinitialize the whole dang thing. So it, whatever worked.
1: There you go, man. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, we uh, guys, we got a we got a heck of a show uh, ahead of us. So let's uh, let's get this thing rolling, huh? Yep, let's do it. Good deal. Hey, you Grimdark goons. Thank you all so much for listening to our Grimdark Live podcast. If you're new to the Grimdark Live experience or new to our podcast and like what you hear, please follow this podcast and pass us along to your friends. Let us know what you think about Grimdark Live in the show's comment sections. And let us know just how we're doing also don't forget to catch us live on thursdays and if that isn't enough for you check out our website at www.grimdarklive.com that's grimdarklive.com anyway thanks for listening following and just being awesome We are back, man. We are ready for some news to get uh, to get rolling with this thing. So we've got uh, we got lots. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna tip right off here with the uh, with the rumor engine. I think that's uh, that's something we ought to do. So here it is, man. Rumor engine is up, and uh, well, safe to say, yeah, it's definitely 40k again. I mean, it, it does share multiple elements with the uh, the admec guns, so it'd be strange if it wasn't admec related. But uh, guys, let, let's hear it, man. What do you think? What do we got?
2: I think we're looking at the updated admet foot soldiers, just their barebone troopers. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. the, the mod those models are coming up on what, Randy? Five years? Six years? Yeah, like I just they just like and and they, they don't, they don't
3: off and stuff. Yeah, you know. And uh, they
2: don't fit the aesthetic of the army now. So
1: yeah. Are you, are you talking about the Skatari Rangers and the Skatari uh... yeah,
2: the, the Skatari Rangers and the their things of that matter? Oh, okay. Or yeah, this I, might be a sniper unit or something of that matter. I mean. I don't know how long that gun is because, you know, their pictures
3: are always kind of odd. So Right, right. Yeah, it could be an pistol. It could be a, you know, a long one. Oh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you never know.
1: Yeah, well, that's, that is definitely very mechanicus, Um But I do think we're looking uh, at a gun for some sort of Qatari Alpha, I would have to say. Uh, it'd be nice yeah. to, to, I guess, if it would be... Um, uh, able to, to tailor to to an ADMEC army, army, uh, maybe to be exclusively skitari. um I, That's kind of what I'm thinking. So I, we all agree here. It's definitely mechanicus. Definitely, definitely something skitari related. Maybe oh, yeah. maybe Magos yeah. or Arch Magos. You know, could be something for them.
2: Maybe for that that particular maybe. character. I mean, it, their focus has been 40k lately, so I'm I'm not surprised. Rumor Engine is hitting 40k again this week. Well, you know,
1: it's, you yeah, know. you know, it, it it has been a lot of. 40k, I guess the best way to put it. But do do you think we're ever going to see any rumor engines that actually have, I don't know, our stuff on there?
2: <laughs> um, well, I mean, there is the there is the thing in the news for the release time on the on the Lumineth. So we're looking at September for Lumineth. So I'm thinking we're going to start seeing it rolling back around here pretty soon. Right now that it, now that Adominus is dropped, the books are dropped, and everything's starting to roll through. I think we're going to get back onto a, a standardized train where it'll be. Every other, you know, right?
1: Well, yeah, so, Randy. That's what do you think, go. man?
3: Yeah, it's just you know, they're, they're launching the new 40k system, and you know, we still have still have giants coming out. We still have you know, you know, decent you know for both. So
1: gotcha. Yeah.
3: Gotta get those goopy bastards on the table.
1: We do, we do. Well, uh, that's it. I, that's a pretty simple, one guys. I mean, that's obviously what it is. I mean, it's obviously something Skitarii, definitely 40k. Uh, there we go. We 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 did your, uh, your your rumor engine. We are definitely moving on. But here's something a little more close to uh, the wizards than the uh, the laser guns here. I don't know if you guys saw this, but um, in the last or just just this week, on Warhammer Community website, uh, there was an article that was uh, that was wizards, gnomes, and the Weta Workshop. And the Weta Workshop is is one of the biggest prop design studios and effects companies in the world. Um, yep. And uh, there's a collection from a Weta Workshop's creator. I believe his name is John Allen. I, go back and look at the article. I guess I got it right here. I guess I can I can I can pull it up right here. But um, and uh, to put it simply, these are all a, a converted alliance of wizards and gnomes, and, and it 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 looks as though he used like uh, like night goblins. Um, yeah, he, he as the, the converted the, uh, gnomes along with uh, some Fire Slayer characters and, and what appears to be uh, maybe a Cities of Sigmar mage or something. Anyway, uh, if, yeah. if you go check this out, it really is is awesome. I mean, guys, what are your thoughts on this?
2: Yeah, I mean, he took Battle from the Skull Pass goblins, the, the single-posed goblins, chopped off the spears, put on wood elf spears, things of that matter, sculpted mushrooms the whole nine yards, and made them look like bloody gnomes, and it's Absolutely fantastic! It is very cool. I mean, I love what he did with some of the tree men and the where he he made them taller and skinnier mm-hmm. instead of you know bigger and bulky. So they they kind of have that aesthetic of you know, newer, they, uh, newer trees or older trees. They remind me of Ents a little bit. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, I read part of the article and he said he was heavily influenced by the Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. So, so a lot of a lot of his stuff has got that Lord of the Rings kind of aesthetic, the Middle Earth aesthetic, you know. So, you, where you have the gnomes and you have the the tree ends and you have that whole moving forest type of thing that it, they have from the Hobbits. Oh wow! Oh wow! Yeah, Randy, have you checked this out yet?
3: Yeah, I just saw it today, and yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, uh, I watched a few uh, uh, scenery videos from from out of their workshops and for other stuff. Uh, Wet as Wet yeah. big.
2: They do a lot yeah. of amazing, amazing work. You know what? They, I, do,
3: they I, really I, do. A, whole, a couple of guests on like the Adam Savage show, and they went through on how they, you know, you know, made like a really cool diorama and stuff, and it's just you know jaw dropping.
2: Yeah. Well, is- I, I would have to check on this guy. This I think it's John, Jonathan Allen or whatever, but I think he might have been one that worked on the the new adoration of dark crystal that just came out on Netflix and things of that. Oh, no kidding. I think he may have been one of the puppeteers for that. Wow. But I would have to check the name and cross reference a little more, but you know, I'm thinking he did.
1: I got to take time to actually watch that show. I haven't watched it at all. Um, But you know, it's so funny when I see conversions like this, it it really does stop me cold. And the last time something like this kind of stopped me cold was, I don't know if you guys remember this, but it was in a white dwarf, I believe, or maybe it was a, a Warhammer community as well. But I, I want to say it was right before the, uh, or right, I'm sorry, right after the Cities of Sigmar book dropped. Uh, somebody took a bunch of the uh, uh, Blood Bowl uh, halflings, and they they did an entire like uh, Cities of Sigmar army, but only using halflings. And, yep. uh And, and I, it was somebody at uh, at like Games Workshop proper, but. Um, that this right here stopped me equally as cold as, as that last one. That that, that other conversion right. work was so cool. I mean, I, this is talent, man. I and, and, and imagination. I mean, you you got you got aspects of the Karajan overlords, Skaven, um, the Doom Wheel on the side there is, cracks me up. And then you got the giant pulling it.
2: Oh yeah, and I mean, I just noticed got, that just now. Got, That's really cool. You got bits coming from every well, type like of kid like in the like world here. Too, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at pieces that are coming off of dragon kits. I'm looking at pieces that are coming off of normal right. kits. They're, they're coming from everywhere. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: It's uh, it's very cool. Very well done. So anyway, if you, if you guys get a chance, uh, you know, folks, head over to uh, Warhammer Community and definitely check that out because um, it, uh, it it's, it's a good read. And it's it's kind of neat to see it's kind of neat what, what to see what other people out there are doing but uh, but yeah so moving on man let's uh, let's let's get on to our our last piece of the uh, of the news here so we've got our Armed Forces Day tournament that's going to be coming up uh, here in just a couple of weeks um, it's going to be August eighth oh, yeah. and 9th. Yeah, and this is going to be our third year for this 100% charity event to support our active-duty troops. Armed Forces Day Tournament is going to be held, as I said, August 8th and 9th. And you can head over to grimdarklive.com to check out the information on this tournament. Um, Armed Forces Day 2020 is going to be a two-day Age of Sigmar event where each player is going to bring 2,000 points of an army comprised of the most recent General's Handbook, GHB 2020. That's what's going to be in this one. Um, and uh, the AOS rule set. So therefore, if, if people are wondering, yes, the, the current uh, you know it, you know things that have come out as far as the the, the, the different a couple of the different rules and obviously the points alterations. Yeah, those are all legal. Um, in the th- this event is going to be a one v one five game two day tournament to provide donations to our active duty troops. We're also going to be providing uh, as a separate raffle the, for, uh, for the Montford Point Marine Association Chapter Two. There's um, the separate raffle is going to basically just all go to support this historic African- American South Side Chicago Montford Point Marine chapter. And after half a century of uh, them being uh, home here in Chicago, they were the first African American Marines to settle in Chicago after the war in 1946. and the chapter currently is facing some looming debt with, uh, with the potential for closure. So um, and I'm sure the, the COVID hasn't helped their situation any. So we're gonna, we're going to make sure that that doesn't happen. And of course, our Forces Day three wouldn't be possible without our supporters at Gamestorm Gaming, Frag Factory, 3D Printing, ministop.com Six Squared Studios. So uh, we got uh, we got a lot of um, we got a lot of good stuff as far as oh, yeah. uh, that, that's going to be happening, and so um, exciting stuff. I, I guess is is the uh is the best way to put it too so yeah you guys ready i mean i we're, we're all gonna oh, be yeah. there you guys ready oh
2: yeah a- anytime you can get out there's roll some dice against your buddies and have a good competition for a great cause let's do it you yeah. know Let, let's go <laughs> so that's it man. i'm excited i had to rewrite my list but it's ready Good. And it's, and it's scary.
1: You know, it's funny. This is, um, you know, next year we're planning on expanding the tournament. You know, this has always been relatively a small tournament because we, to be quite honest with you, uh, it was always held on Armed Forces Day and we could never find a place to have it because <laughs> it was on Armed Forces Day. And places right. like VFWs and, and, and Legions and all that kind of stuff are generally, American Legions are generally uh, closed. Or not closed, but they're closed off for, for those, for that particular holiday so um, we're going to be making some changes, and uh, we're going to be expanding it. But um, I want to thank everybody for their, their sign-ups and their participation, their donations, everything they've already done to help out this, uh, this small but very powerful and strong tournament. So, And it's our third year, and we couldn't have done it without all you awesome Dice Chuck and Glue Sniffing Gamer Goons. So thank you all very much. All right. You know what? I lied to you guys. I lied Uh-oh. to everyone. So, so to all the all the all the grimdark goons out there, Justin, Randy, I lied to you. We're we're not ready to move on just yet. I got one more thing, man. I got one more thing. Um, Bring it on, Pat. it It's Bring it it's on. it's kind of a um, it's kind of a preface set to our our conversation that we're going to be having here uh, in a little bit. And I wanted to kind of talk here. So we're going to be discussing. Um, with with more of the significant changes from the GHB 2020 and, and and the and the July updates here in a little bit, but most recently on July 20th, as you all know, Age of Sigmar saw point changes, and I'm tying this into the news because I think this part is 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 needs to be kind of a uh, an appetizer for the main point here. Um, we saw points changes and some army abilities changed. <laughs> And these armies were, in fact, uh, the, some of these that we're going to be talking about were the ones that were either left out of the General's Handbook 2020 or, or, uh, or maybe uh, from that release or in the ones that were, were specifically changed in the July 20th uh, changes. Or the right, July twenty twenty right. changes. You know, one in particular is is a constant question mark in my mind. Um, but that's yet to come here later in the show. Um, and as a reminder, uh, we're also going to talk about some of the armies that saw alterations also from the General's Handbook twenty twenty. The likes of Magakin of Nurgle and Sylvaneth. So we're going to reach back a little bit and talk about some of those. And we're going to be getting into this uh, here later in the show, as I said, in more depth. But real quickly, I mean, Justin. Randy, what are your guys' thoughts about the July updates and/or the General's Handbook 2020? You know what we've seen so far. I mean, you know, we're kind of new with this, in, into this right now. But what are your thoughts?
2: I think they're good. They're 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 going to push a lot of armies back into the forefront that were not there.
3: Okay, Randy. Yeah, just like some of the the, the balancing on the terminans is, is fine, and then like the. You know, the stuff that's used less did go down in points for, you know, some, some things here and there, so that kind of made me happy. So Right. Yeah.
1: So so overall you guys were pretty happy with uh, with what you guys saw in the in not only the G H B twenty twenty, but also in the uh, in the July updates.
2: I mean, don't get me wrong, I would have preferred if they both came out at the same time and we didn't have to wait another two weeks to get the second half. But right. yeah you know, that's that's neither here nor there. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm just going to blame it on pandemic and we're behind as it is.
1: No, and, and that, that's a great way to put it, Justin. You know, and, and, and I'm going to say this right now. A, a lot of the changes seem, and, and, and don't crucify me yet, because when, when, we, when we come back from the break and we talk about this a little bit more on the show, uh, I, think, I think you'll understand where at least I'm coming from, if not the entire Grimdark gang here. But um, a lot of the changes seem somewhere between good and bizarre to lousy. Um, yeah. and, and, and even underdeveloped in, in, in some of the armies that, that needed point changes badly. Um, some of them are just skipped entirely. Uh, much of it feels very safe and pandering in some ways. To me, that's my opinion here, folks. We're an opinion show. And, uh, you know, a few 10-point uh, decreases here or there, but nothing really uh, re- that that's going to revolutionize the game, I guess, is the best way to put it. And... No,
2: no. Not that I – I mean, there's a couple – there are a couple, but they're they're
3: and they far in between off of certain units, so they would become like absolutely like must take any you know they right just, you yeah know, just yeah. The points off that you know maybe make you think about it but yeah
1: no and that, and Randy that's that's a great point I mean but yeah I, I I wanted I wanted to kind of set the table on that topic you know the updates are you know they, they include changes for Cities of Sigmar disciples as each Karajan overlords uh, Ogremaw tribes Stormcast and and Nurgle. Uh, as as they got some specific wins here in between that batch. Did I mention all of them? I think I did. But we'll get to that here in a little bit. So yeah, uh, there's but a bunch. We, we got some specific wins here. You know, um, you know, we're gonna be, you know, talking about the points drops to, to many of the these more popular units in these armies that I think helped them out. I mean, Slanash got price hikes on their most popular units, come to think of it, which you know may may not have been necessarily necessary um the decision seems particularly odd considering many overpowered armies like osiark bone reapers and disciples of zeech remain relatively untouched besides a couple of things that were changed but i don't think it's that catastrophic for these armies right and uh, i still think slaves of darkness is a continual screw job from Games Workshop. But uh but we'll get into that here soon. That's kind of my 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 bitch that's coming down the, the line here in a minute. Um but but it's hard to say when larger GT style tournaments uh will will we'll get to open up again and when tournament uh will start Getting some more analytics from those tournaments is what I'm trying to say can actually happen. Um, you know, so not to re-
2: you're, So you're telling me I need to go get the bigger shovel to feed the fire or to some, hike the shit out. Yeah,
1: something. I one, mean, one one of the two. Yeah, I, but but I know that's probably part of the problem here. Like like you mentioned at the very very beginning of the show, Justin. You know, I think I think the lack of tournament play. You know, the, this whole pandemic. I mean, and, and again, not to re-mention here, but uh, but it does uh, it does look like. Um, speaking of tournaments and lack of information, but it does look like Armed Forces Day Three is going to be the first tournament. August 8th and 9th out of the COVID pandemic. So um, I don't know about that for sure, but that's what it's looking like. So I'm, I I'm, think we're,
2: we're, we're running pretty close with, uh, I think there's a tournament in Australia as well. And I think we're running pretty close. Okay. With them.
1: All right. Well, you know what, that, then, then we're probably in good company. Um, but, uh, but guys, uh, b- before we, uh, we head out to the break and come back to the topic, you know, any, any, uh, any, any thoughts on the point changes for 2020? I mean, any, any high low, don't give away the goods yet, but anything, are, are you thumbs up, thumbs down? What do we think?
2: I'll give you. I'll give you a halfway point. All right. How about, how about that? It, it, I mean, I don't want to give anything away, so I don't want to say thumbs up, thumbs down.
1: Okay. Randy, what are your thoughts here, man?
3: It's it's all good. Uh, you know, I allows me to. You know, I'm, I bounce around between armies anyway, so. Yeah, you do. So you know, whatever I like playing, so.
2: Right. Yeah. What, whatever the mood strikes you at the time.
1: Ooh, yeah. the, the the mood.
3: <laughs> the mood.
1: Yeah. The mood. Nice. All right. Well, folks, uh, we are going to be uh, right back, and we're going to be talking about um, uh, what we've what we've seen in the changes with the General's Handbook 2020, and uh, in the uh, July updates.
0: A public service announcement brought to you by Frag Factory 3D Printing. Many of us have thousands of dollars in miniatures, yet we play on flat tables with books and overturned Tupperware to act as our fantasy and sci-fi landscapes. We've all drooled over the tables we see in magazines lush with beautifully created terrain from all genres. The crew at Frag Factory 3D Printing want to wipe that drool from your chin and put it firmly on your friends and fellow gamers when they see your setup. Alien landscapes, desert wastelands, futuristic cities, fantasy outposts, elven forests, demonic stronghold, and so much more. Find out what you've been missing by checking us out on Facebook at Frag Factory 3D Printing or send us an email at fragfactory3d printing at gmail.com. Bring your own files or we will help you find what you've been searching for. Take your gaming to the next level with Frag Factory 3D Printing. We print life into your games. Tell them Grimdark Live sent you, and your first hour of printing is free. Hey gang, in all
1: seriousness, Get your terrain on the table and get it with Frag Factory 3D Printing. And remember, tell them Grimdark Live sent you, and they'll give you one hour free. You can get them via email at fragfactory3dprinting at gmail.com or their Facebook page, Frag Factory
0: 3D Printing. Frag Factory 3D Printing. Printing life into your games.
1: All right, we are back, gang. So uh, we are going to be getting into the changes to the General's Handbook 2020, and also into some of the July um, uh, alterations, I guess. Uh, but but before we do that, uh, we got the nice guy on tabletop wargaming. He's got some announcement stuff he wants to talk to us about. Randy, the floor is yours, my man.
3: All right. So, you know, speaking of Armed Forces Day, I you know I've been saying I've been making a lizardman table, and I just have a little piece to show off on camera. It is a Stegodon war uh, shrine. So cool! You know, it's made out of a aquarium Triceratops skull that I found at a, a PetSmart or whatever. and Gave me an idea for it. You know, made it into like a you know dinosaur skeleton. But that's the the first of, of many pieces of terrain that are going to be on the uh, exclusive table for Armed Forces Day.
1: That is going to be so cool, dude. That's awesome.
3: Yeah, a lot a lot of it is inspired out of the old Lustria campaign book. So, I missed that, man. I missed oh, that, yeah. that, that. That was what seventh that was, edition, right? Aztec pyramids and a bunch I of I think
2: that was sixth edition actually. The yeah. Luxury book was, was six. While, so. But yeah, but it's been a while. And that's yeah. that's a great callback there. That's a great yeah,
3: callback. No, I, yeah. I've been on a, a little bit on a Lizardman kick since they or Serafonda since they came back out and you know. And that leads me into my, my next thing, you know, after uh, General's handbook came out, uh, you know, I, I have a bunch of bunch of these old miniatures that just uh, like for example, like everybody has one of these somewhere from from their old stuff. Oh hell yeah, a, a BSD and, and now you can uh, you know it's the Forge World Mega One One, but you know there was various army boxes that came with them and whatever. But part of the uh, build your own you know miniature now is for for one of the the BPs or whatever you, got, you, you gotta. A- you, you gotta give it the right
1: name man it's build a bear for nerds that's what we call it here on the show man <laughs> build a bear for nerds buddy
3: yeah so like you know one of one of the points is you know bow standard bear against the, the totem keyword you know who who knows what you know for you know capture points and whatever but you know that's one of the uh so my my take one's gonna be about like using the like some of the older miniatures that you have to uh, uh, to uh basically uh you know fill out some of those points like for this one is a uh, uh um, the old, the old, the old boar shaman. The old boar. Uh, this, there, there's a big boss on yeah. shaman. There's also, uh you know, they have a, a great prophet. You know, it used to be a character that used to be on on boar or on foot or whatever, and they never gave him, you know, on boar rules. So, and then you know.
1: So what was the? Uh, you you, you got to say the name, man. Was that Seraphon character? uh When we were talking about the so, Anvil of Apotheosis, this this, this, awesome. this name always makes me giggle like an idiot. But I but I got to hear it again. So,
3: so one of the one of the the, the, the throwbacks is uh, Lord Lord Mazda Moody, you know? <laughs>
2: Ma, Ma, Mazda, old Mazda Moody. Oh Mazda boy. Moody.
3: That oh is the best boy. name. So I'm you know
2: slam riding on a Stegadon. Oh
3: boy. <laughs> so, so you know in, in the book they only give you skink and and or whatever characters for for Seraphon, but you know my my, my video is gonna go through basically like know standard miniatures that everybody had then it's just like well you know a lot of people you know a uh, corn mortal on a cast dragon you know you know the, the 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 war scroll when they made out with the compendiums like if you have a, a this awesome cast dragon uh you know you could use it as a cast lord on manticore like no one really
2: wanted to do that you know oh yeah so I, now, I mean I, I, I'd, I'd love to i'd love to bring it. back the sisters of twilight model yeah, the, uh, the 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 double-headed dragon with the two sisters riding it on the you know that was awesome.
3: Yeah, and it just like and then uh, like I still have stuff on you know unopened or whatever, but like, oh my god, I, wow. like, Randy, That's the you know, old cat's uh, <laughs> wow. you know, uh, lord on, on on a bloodlet. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, so Randy, dog.
1: Randy, you know what you need to do? You you need uh, to you need to one of the take ones has to be you just showing off your gluttonous collection and, and as you're showing it to everyone just laugh in the camera like real maniacally
2: we we, we just need to convert his basement into a museum and pay for tours yeah <laughs> i mean seriously <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> who needs, who needs so, to go to england for warhammer world we have one yeah we have, so, we, have we have we have randy we have world. randy <laughs> we have randy world here
3: so it's so, so a part of open play i'm kind of like you know well, a slime mage is 320 points so you know we can equivalent that to 32 battle points and then you know mix it with some of the the rules in the book or whatever you know that'll get to my like more open play for for, for fun casual you know not official rules because like like i said i got the lord mazda moody which is like a slant on a stegadot but i also got the old you know chaos mammoth that has a cast lord on top so yeah. 320 points for you know to say 320 battle points for the mammoth and then give it chaos mortal lord rules on top give it a like, one of the commands and stuff and and make it a, th- a 600 point model to you know casually use in a, like an open play play type game so so, so I mean, basically so basically build a hero yeah.
2: map a hero mammoth at 400 points and then a hero demon lord and stick him on top there you go yeah so, <laughs> that works that works for me go for it
3: yeah, just, just you know more, more open play you know fun stuff you could do with like you know more of the open end of uh more narrative plays, so. but that's the that's
1: the creativeness of it, and that's what I think is great. But you know, you know what's funny is yeah. is um when you when you first said that character's name Masamudi or whatever, I thought you were making that up. I thought that was like your your character's name for the Build a Bear oh, for no. Nerds. He's
3: in the war, he's yeah, he's been he's been in the. You know, I'm not when, real when, sharp when, on my he,
1: seraphon here, he but
3: we're uh, in the same starter box. You know, his rules were in the in the in the rulebook for like a thousand something points. Yeah.
2: He was introduced at the same time Croak was, and they were they were like in a. Third or fourth edition Lizardman Codex. At that time, yeah, they, there was points for him. There was rules for him. There was never a model. You yeah, always yeah. had to convert him.
3: Yeah, there was a five, the five spawnings where you know Lord Croak is the first, like first generation slan, and and the the Lord Masamudi was a second generation. So he was right. one of the like second most powerful slans in in the lore. So
1: well, that is um, that that is a great. I think I think as a matter of fact, I think every hero in the game, regardless of the army, has to be named Lord Masamudi. <laughs> that 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 just has to happen. Good stuff, man. Good stuff, Randy. What else you got, man? Well,
3: that's, a, that's about it. So you know, I'm working on the video in the background, and you know, it's table table stuff for your Armed Forces Day. So.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what? You are uh, you're never not busy, man. I mean, honestly, and and, and you know, for, for literally the nicest guy in the tabletop wargaming, you're always getting something done. You're always hobbying on something or building something or you know. Uh, I take my hat off to you, man. I, I don't have that kind of time or diligence, man. I'm I'm kind of a slug when I in, in compared to you, man. Honestly,
3: yeah, basically it's every, everything but painting. So I got I got to jump on the paint wagon. But,
1: well, uh, yeah, yeah. Trust yeah. me, I fell <laughs> off that paint wagon a long time ago.
2: Yeah, but you've made up for that. Oh. I mean, come on.
3: You're now,
1: Made up for that. Thank you've you. You've come
2: back pretty. You've come back pretty strong with your ogres there. Oh yeah.
1: no, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. It was. Uh, it was. You know, I, I contribute the the, the paint my painting abilities. I've always said, you know, I I kind of paint like a one arm drunk, blind drunk that fell off a tilt a whirl. Um, but I I I contribute a lot of it to swearing. I I really have found that the more vulgar the swear word, I mean, even if you rip off a few of them like in sequence, it helps your painting. At least it did for me. I mean, I found that swearing is one of the greatest assets to being a good painter.
2: That's usually what happens when I mess up a line. You're talking about painting still, aren't you? I'm not saying.
1: <laughs> All right. All right. We uh, we, we got to keep it rolling here, guys. So we got to get going. So here it is. Um, we're going to roll into the July 2020 updates, uh, the, the points and the ability change that happened there, and also some of the Age of Sigmar uh, General's Handbook 2020 Uh, changes uh, we want to implement some of that and we're not going to bore everybody but we are going to talk about some of the higher points and some of the more impactive points of some of the armies that have been hit and uh, and as and as mentioned before the break um, you know folks realistically if you really boil all the water out of the pot not a lot happened here when looking at things with a broad lens Um, though there are some exceptions even some disturbing and some good news as a result of the July 2020 updates um, as they tie into the GHB 2020 And the changes presented in that new book, I think, meaning the General's Handbook 2020, I think do correlate. I think they finally made the... It feels that the GHB is as complete as it could be, but we're going to get into that. And and now with, uh, as we said before, with the lack of tournament data and and gameplay as of late, it it could be difficult to draw on exacts, but that's likely a a major contributing factor, like we said, to the lack of changes uh, uh, for some armies. Uh, The other reason being that the armies are either too new uh, or recently got their points adjusted in in in, in FAQ uh, update from previous, like, say, the winter FAQ. Um, But I think Karajan Overlords, uh, the Stormcast Eternals, uh, and the Magakin of Nurgle off the top of my head are are the big winner-winner chicken dinners here. Um, Slaves of Darkness, as as I said before, uh, they continue to be, along with Slaanesh, the only clear losers here, I guess. Um, You know, getting a few price hikes instead, particularly in, in some um powerful or, or useful units that they possess i think it i think it i think they just positioned those armies to be hurt i guess the be- best way to put it but I'll shut up on that
2: why don't we get into this man you guys ready to kinda, start? kind of kind of just so we're going forward so everybody's aware the only portion of points that did not get touched are anything that's considered legend well nothing, cha- nothing changed there so we won't be really hitting them up too much it's just well, it's just current stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, and I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not really looking to get into. Uh,
2: but people do play legends. They like to bring them and still play them because you know play your way. So.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, you you still got those kooks out there running around with Bretonians and you know Tomb Kings, which are which are fine. I you know I'm I, I'm. Quite comfortable uh, with that, but let's uh, let's jump into this here real quick. Let, let's get going here, um, and we'll start with the order. Let, let's look at Sylvaneth. Now, obviously, they're they were coming out of the General's Handbook 2020 with uh, with some changes. Um, the Kernoth Hunters they lost 10 points each for for three. Um, not really the help they needed though. I mean, uh, I got to no, tell you, no. um, I think Dreitja lost 20 points, I believe. I mean, so uh, I'm going to yeah. kind of, I'm going to kind of pause right there. I mean, uh, Justin, Randy, what are your thoughts on the Sylvaneth coming out of General's Handbook 2020?
2: Um, most of what they had dropped was their bigger stuff. The Kernoth Hunters, the Trevan Ancients, things of that matter. They had four units that went down in points. That was it. Mm-hmm. And the other portion of their stuff that went down to points was their battalions. Right. So yeah. they, and, in all honesty, yeah, they had some point changes, but they weren't, they were mostly to certain heroes and units that just weren't being used readily. Well, or, and, and that's kind know, of why,
1: that's kind of why I brought up the Kernow hunters, you know, they, they lost 10 points for three. Okay. Well, that That's nice. But um, Dreitschel lost 20, but I, I think, I think they're, mm-hmm. I think again, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna probably use this phrase again here before the night's over. But I, I think they're afraid of armies like Sylvaneth being too good.
2: But yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, I mean,
2: don't get me wrong. Having those extra points come off are, you know, extra thirty points, or forty points. That you know, it's another endless spell they can use, or another small unit, or tagging into a small unit or something. If they're just missing their point cost, right? So yeah, yeah, that's true. But they're not completely losing. But, well,
1: I'm kind of I'm kind of listening know. to this and kind of thinking about it here. But I mean, before I before I say what I'm going to say, Randy, what do you what do you think, man? Sylvaneth.
3: I always, you know, enjoyed playing them, and you know, I like I played more of a you know more treatment. You know, you you know my list of, of, of more behemoths than than units. Here. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> so you know, I like seeing the ancient go down, but you know, yeah, it's not you know you know, groundbreaking that, you know, like, Oh, if I, if I play this, you know, it's going to be over the top, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. just, it's a, just minor, minor point changes. So. Right. Well,
1: yeah, very, I, very, you know, I guess, I guess I'm gonna have to call this one, you know, my, um, my son Evan plays the army and he plays him very well. Uh, and he's got an awesome death, uh, he, Sylvaneth, but he calls him death. He, he, this paint job is, is, I don't know where the hell the kid got his talent from cause it sure as hell wasn't me. Um, but uh, for this army here, I have a lot of respect for it, and I'm just going to say this off the top. I mean, what a disappointment for one of the game's weakest factions in competitive play. I'm just going to call it the way that I feel it. Um, their, their their issues are a bit more fundamental than their points costs, and and uh, quite simply, many of their war scrolls just haven't stood up to the power creep that's happened over the last year. And I think unless you're an incredibly crafty player, and I'm not saying this because he's my kid, but my son is pretty damn good on the table he, he's he's pretty good uh as far as yeah. being that that type of crafty player you have to be that level and i think that discourages a lot of people i think there's i think they could have really sat down and and uh i mean for, for an army that had a huge uh part to play in the Realmgate wars and all the other things you know uh i think that um i think that they i think they they kind of ignored this army a little bit but that that's that's why i'm saying i'm a little that's why i want to start with sylvaneth because i this one kind of disappointed me second to the Slaves of Darkness, which I'm getting into later.
2: Right, right. But they 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 truthfully had some of the lower changes mm-hmm. out of the entire order side. I mean they just they had four changes. Right. That was it. Yeah. You know, yeah. So you have, an, you have an army that's like, okay, hey, Kernoth hunters. Uh they're not your main battle line. They're not anything they're they're a specialty unit. So mm-hmm. You're not taking large cases of these because you're not going to consolidate all your points into one unit. Well, that's a unit true. Into three models, they're not ogres. No. They don't have really rules. They, I mean, they or got them.
1: stomp. They got. I mean, you give them scythes, right, they'd be pretty, right, pretty right. nasty. I mean, I mean, they're they're shooting right, and right. so they they have some abilities there. But what I'm saying is, to me, that wasn't enough for that army. But let's no. let, let's keep let's keep rolling. Like I said, you know, hey guys, what do we always say on the show? Bitching and gaming, bottle it. We'd all be billionaires, right? If you can exactly. away a way market. So let's move on. Let's talk daughters of Cain here uh dustin this one's for you bud uh we just had the guy on the show here um last week and um so this is a slight nerf here i mean the hag queens uh the the most the most common leaders they went up from 90 to 100 so that was a little bit of an ouch and, I, and the reason why i say that is because uh many lists will use multiples of these hag queens also right also before i forget uh uh, two behemoth units, I believe, uh, the Bloodrack Shrine and the Hag Queen on a Cauldron of Blood, did go down ten points. Right, ten points. Yeah, I think it was ten yep. points. Um, so I think I think this was a pretty balanced change for Daughters of Cain. If you want to know the truth, I mean, uh, what are what are your guys' thoughts, uh, Randy? Let's hear from you first, man. What do you got? What do you think?
3: Yeah, it's like the, uh, the hags were definitely a, a must in every army. You know, they are they already jumped twenty points you know previously, and now another ten. You know, it's right around where they, they should be, like between ninety and one hundred and ten. But
2: right, you know, it seems right. where
3: most casters are at. Yeah, like because like they're, they're so you know, they, you know, they need all three of their their, their prayers, and you need the battle shock. You know, you know, ignoring abilities of them. So right,
2: the
1: again you know. and again, man,
3: the and yeah. saves.
2: Right, I mean, again, I went to the numbers side of it, and I pulled you know the changes in there, and they had the three units that went up or went down in points, and they had one unit go up. So that's it. You know, they're simple, simple, simple changes.
1: And I think that's really cool that you did that. Now, Justin, you did, you did that for every army we're going to talk I talking. did
2: that. For, I went through every army, and I, I counted out the point changes that went down, the point changes that went up, if the battalion points changed, Damn. if they stayed that's... the same, and if their endless spells went down. That's so commitment. I, marked, man. I mean, it took me two hours to go through the, the, whole, the whole of the changes, but... I mean I got the whole list here and I could actually take a picture and post it later if I needed to on Facebook or no, whatever but
1: you know what's funny but, is, yeah. is is folks this is commitment right here man I mean I mean Justin doing his homework and look at that microphone that that, that Randy has look at that microphone I mean I we're, we're over here with like <laughs> like tin cans and piano wire and he's over there with a professional microphone these guys are just making me look bad but we're going to try to oh, rumble through this oh, So but I mean Daughters, I mean, they're in a good place competitively.
2: Um, so but they've
1: always they've always been in a good place. They they have been. You're absolutely so, right.
2: So making major point swings to them probably would have more just upset the balance more than help than hurt them. You know, yeah, it would have hurt them more than help them. Right, right. So so
1: my my point there is so any change in in their presence in the meta largely will will come down to what happens to the other top tier factions that we're going to be getting into like Zeech, right. Seraphon, and and OCR Bone Reapers. Right. Um, when people call them OBR, OCR bone, OBR, does it sound like a beer to you? Like, I don't know if it's, it's because I'm a, I'm a severe alcoholic, but every time somebody says OBR, I want to go drink
2: something. Is that yeah, just me? It, 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 no, no, it's not just you. Somebody says OBR. The first thing I think of is some dude homebrewing something in their basement.
1: Yeah, so yeah, there, there you go. There you go. But let's, uh, let's get into our next order unit here, I man. We got fire slayers. So, um, this one. I really don't have much of an opinion here. I mean, the Magmadroth characters got a slight decrease as they're all 10 points cheaper. Uh, Hearthguard Berserkers got a uh, maximum unit size drop from 30 to 20. But I think that happened back in December, I believe. Uh, that was a
2: prior change, yeah. But,
1: but I, at any rate, um, what are your thoughts okay. here? I mean, we got we got some of the Fire Slayers, uh, some, of their, again, some of their changes. Again, I have no opinion on that, this one.
2: Uh, that army is fairly well balanced as it is. It's pretty straightforward. Just you don't have a lot of people playing it. Right. And, you know, it's again, it's three units went down in points and a battalion went down in points. And that was it. Right. You know, it was it was one of those ones. They just kind of looked at it and said, we got to do something for them because we're doing something for everybody else. So let's just glaze over them, Ten points here, ten points there. And we're done.
1: Yeah. I, I kind of feel like this was this is like like more of an appeasement thing. I, I don't think it really. Um, yeah. I don't I don't think it did anything to help or hurt the army. It was kind of just like a blah. I mean, Randy, what do you think?
3: Yeah, if you listen to like like previous videos and stuff, like I always said, like stuff that isn't really in the top like three or four armies should go like everything should just shift down like ten points or whatever, and you know they're only doing mm-hmm. a couple of units and not like all the units. That's you know it's just uh, like more of appeasing, you know. Yeah, so, definitely. Like, you know, like oh, there are three usable units go down down ten points, but the, the stuff that no one plays will still leave you know right or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah.
1: and that's why I said I really didn't have an opinion on the fire slayers per se but mm-hmm. i i was kind of like well we talk about them because they're they're really gaining a lot of momentum in the community a lot of people you, are playing them more you're more. starting
2: to see, you're starting to see the army come to fruition a bit more you're starting to see more of them on the table mm-hmm. so i i would almost say 2021 we're going to see a major swing in them good i you know what i i
1: i don't play them but they're one of my more favorite armies to play against
2: they they're um they're on my back burner. They're one of my contemplation armies that I'm thinking about building just because I I love I've always loved slayer armies and I just the idea of slayers riding on dragons coming across and throwing magma balls at you and crap. I mean, come there on. There you go. All
1: right. Well, speaking of a cool army that I thought about playing at one time, we're going to jump into the uh, the Eidneth Deepkin and well, I guess we're kind of sticking with a lot of the armies that had their changes from the GHB 2020. Um, mm-hmm. but I think this change that they did here now we went from fire slayers that i kind of didn't have much of an opinion on to this one that i have a pretty positive opinion on i think this change is going to pay out in dividends over time i think this was a deposit change that's going to build a lot of uh you know equity i mean morsar yep. and the uh the iceland guard uh, the, the eel cavalry basically uh, didn't have their points touched. While the but here's where I think this is a this is a good thing. The the foot cavalry the infantry saw the the, the,
2: the reversion the, the thralls. Yeah, yep. they
1: saw a decent point drop of 10 per 10 models. Now think about this with a maximum of 30 thralls. That's saving 40 points in the army. You know a, a, I know that a few characters I don't remember off the top of my head, but I know a few characters lost 10 points as well. Notably, I think Volturnos and the the king I believe.
2: But, uh, both idolons, both idolons switch position, uh, one went up, one went up 20, the other came down 20. Right. So okay. those switch positions and then, uh, low 10, Volturnos, and the Akeli King all came down like 10 to 20 points. Okay.
1: But I, I think that this is going to be one of those, um, one of those changes that's going to pay off over time. I mean, Randy, what do you think?
3: Yeah, so one of my one of my favorite lists that I play is the defenders list out of the. the I line. forgot
1: about that. You do,
3: and, yeah. And uh, the three throw units yep. are, I think, are the best like battle line. They're not battle, they're just battle line order. So whenever you're doing mixed order, you know the, the, the throws went down ten points. You know, yeah, guys now. So like, I think I, fantastic because like yeah. you know, my my list is like fire slayer and throw
2: you know, throw mix. So well, any, anytime you save points on the front end of a 10 man unit in a battle line unit to yeah. the back end of that unit where, you know, it's 40, 50 points on the back end for the full size arm unit, yep. it's always a good day. It means you're putting more models on the table. You're putting more wounds into your list.
1: Yeah. Right. No, I, I completely agree with that. Um, so yeah, I, I think, I think this is going to be one that's going to pay off over time. I think this is going to build a lot of great equity and I think, uh, I think it, this is going to be one of those surprise mid-tournament season armies that are going to that are going to shock a lot of people. I think I think once you know gamers out there start getting their lists together with some of these changes and look, folks, 40 points savings on a freaking unit is is huge. I mean, the the dynamics and what you're going to be able to put together on a list is really going to that's really going to pay off. Right. For right. sure. But moving on, man, we got cities of Sigmar. We're finally going to talk about uh, some of the um the, the 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 armies that actually had a uh, a change from the from the July twenty twenty uh change here. So you yep. know now I, I wanna say this is as, as uh as carefully as I can, as genuinely as I can here, because uh, you know, I know that uh Justin, this is uh this is your army here, so I, I gotta be careful here. But I know the steam <laughs> tanks went down and, and that's good. But the only significant, in my opinion, changes that we see here is that the Drake spawn knights dropping twenty points from one hundred and fifty to one hundred and thirty. That that was my takeaway, uh, a drop which I think is going to result in seeing more of them on the table more often, which is a good thing. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna open up the floor back to you first, Justin. What are your thoughts okay. on this?
2: So, yeah, that went down. The big changes were uh, most of the Duardin units in the um the army went down in points.
1: Yeah. So yeah.
2: okay like you got the Longbeards, which are a linchpin unit and their their battle line, they went down to from they went down to hundred points for ten. Right. Two four two forty for their full man unit of thirty. And then your ironbreakers went down as well. And they got a pretty significant drop for, to one ten for ten and two seventy, which was down from right. three thirty. Yeah. So they took a sixty point swing on the back end of a full end and full size unit and went I mean that's a huge drop. Right. So and if you're playing, you know, any army that's putting a DeWarden arm unit into it, you know, be it the Grey Fastness, the Tempest Eye, things of those manners where you're you're putting dwarves on the table, those are big point hits. So you're you're able to put more. Yeah. You know, taking twenty points off of the tanks across the board. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. It brings them into line with a lot of the 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 artillery that's out there. But you got to remember, these are not just artillery pieces. These are these are moving fast, hitting you with steam guns, and you got a hero on one of them. I mean, it's a it's a mount. <laughs> yeah, so. no, no.
1: Like I said, I, I I think I think the to me my takeaway was I think the steam tanks going down was nice. You know, but we already had the whole Panzer division tank unit thing that was already right, happening. I mean, but, right. but Randy, I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, you're you're also a mixed order guy. You play this army uh, as well. I mean, uh, what are your what are your two cents in a tin can on these changes here for cities?
3: Yeah, I think it, you know, the the more more big stuff I can fit on the table, the better.
2: Yeah. Know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, you, you also you also have to remember you have cities that are they can ally with Sylvaneth they can ally with uh, Caradon overlords they can ally with Stormcast Eternals, I mean they can all have these models in the units without actually using alliance points. So, Cities of Sigmar picked up a lot of other point changes that are not specific to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they're getting they're getting the Sylvaneth point changes. They're getting the Caradon Overlord point changes. They're getting the the Stormcast Eternal point changes. They're getting well, you know, yeah, all okay. that they're, stuff. yeah, okay,
1: they're they're yeah, they are kind of the um yeah I, I and, and we're going to talk about though we got the Caradon Overlords and Stormcast coming up here next, but you know and and here here's what I think you know it, it and again I'm going to kind of while you were talking one thing popped in my mind that I just want to mention here real quick, um while not technically uh a city's a Sigmar nerf, but it's the only time I guess I've ever seen it in, in my limited experience, I've only ever seen it used, uh, is that the the, the the Soul Scream bridge has gone up 20 points. And I did see that earlier this morning. So now those long beards that you were talking about before and those iron breakers that, that got more expensive, uh, to, they, they technically, to me, they got more expensive to still move across the board. In other words, what you gained in their decrease of points, you lost in this increase. Because I only ever saw people use the bridge for their dwarves to usually get their, their iron drakes behind enemy lines and shoot stuff. So well, I mean I think it was kind of a I think it was kind of a give that, and take kind of a thing for
2: the for those kind of type of builds. True, but that but again that comes down to the tactics of the player using the unit. Right. So I mean if you're not throwing dwarves across the table and you're using them as a defensive line for your artillery pieces, which is in turn throwing stuff across the table, then the point hit is negligible
1: right no and 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 i i agree with that i agree with that so let's uh let's keep it rolling here man we got two more uh order units or order armies to go through and uh we're going to hit up on the carodran overlords now this one this one i was uh uh very very happy about um when i first saw it come out and same here and, and honestly uh i think you ko players can start screaming for joy because um as i think gw has finally gotten the army pointed no pun intended uh, in the right direction. Um, so before I kind of, you know, I mean, either one of you guys, both of you guys play this army a heck of a lot more than I do. Uh, I mean, for an army that when it first came out was, was kind of like, uh, the ever chosen book, it, it stumbled mm-hmm. out of the gate. It had a really tough uh, way to go. And, but I think the people that play this army, and I'm not talking about people that take Tempest Eye and the Cities of Sigma army, because, you know, I'm talking about your pure KO players are right. some of the most committed people, and I got a lot of respect for them because I didn't play the army because they just look like like a convoluted mess. But I think this point drop is going to do a lot for them, and they got a ton. You want to talk about a winner, winner, chicken dinner in this thing? I think KO. So I'm mean, gonna whoever wants to talk first. What are your thoughts on this one, guys?
2: Okay, so the army took six units down in points. And yes, every single battalion went down in points. So, of the six units that went down, you had all their big boats: the frigate, the ironclad, and the gun hauler. Their primary bread and butter: jump you around the table, swoop you up, move you, take an objective from your opponent, blast you off the table, garrison everything, and they mm-hmm. all went down anywhere from 20 points to 40 points or so a piece. Yeah. Right. So, I mean,
3: big swing on that one.
1: Yeah. You yeah, know, absolutely i mean uh, randy what are your thoughts man
3: yeah i just you know i like seeing all these points and so you know more people could start playing them on the table because you know they were you know i played dave a few times or whatever and it just just seems like you know he wasn't getting you know his money for the points basically and, yeah yeah you know, oh, how much you should, actually right did, just like you know well, when you
2: had when you had an ironclad that was 510 points so it it breaks that 25% of your army, you know, and then you're going to put, you know, in riggers on it or something, uh, the hitchers, which they changed all the rules for this with the current book. So you're limited to how many guys you can hitch onto a boat. But the simple fact that that boat dropped 40, 40, 40 points, 30, 40 points. Right. Now it's underneath that 25% where you normally would kind of say, okay, I don't want to put another big model. And you can say, ah, I can feel two of them. Right. You know, and, and not be hurting your points. Yeah. So
1: so here's what I think. I mean, it, it, it looks like a 20-point drop for the gun haulers, a 30-point mm-hmm. drop for the ironclad, a 20-point yep. drop for the frigate, 30-point drop for the, uh, uh, what is that, the, the, the durable suit or whatever it's the, called? The dir- dirigible suit Thank went you. down
2: 30. And, and 20 the, points and off the Lord admiral. Mag-
1: and the Lord magic went down 20 as, as well. Yep. Yeah, and 20 off the, the main, the named character guy, gun, uh, Grunson or whatever his name is
2: um which you barely run them anyway but most people are running those dirigible suits more than anything yeah. because it makes the end riggers and the the skyhooks battle line
1: yeah i mean you know and, and that couldn't top with all the war scroll battalions dropping i mean this is great i mean uh and yep. and, and we're going to end every little grand alliance here with who we think is is the is the best winner out of it before we move on but but we got one more to go through here and that's um and that's the Stormcast Eternals here. So uh, these guys here, you know, to be honest with you, uh, I I got mixed emotions with these guys. I, I really, really do. You know, I, um, I, I never know quite how to uh, accept anything that we get from them, mainly because they're the, no pun intended, they're the Golden Boys. But but let's let's look at what it is here. I mean, uh, liberators lost ten points per, per ten models. Judicators lost twenty for five. Uh, yeah, Secretors, be a while. separators, and Vanguard uh, hunters lost ten points for five. Evocators lost ten points as well. Uh, as, as one of the more popular units, both within Stormcast Eternals and as allies for other order armies, like you were saying, Justin, this is this is going to be very good. But I think. Every
2: uh, hero
1: has also dropped ten
2: points. Um, they had, I believe 30, so. They had thirty-two units dropping points, mm-hmm. right? And seventeen of those were heroes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that,
2: that's insane.
1: I, I <laughs> open the floor to you, Randy. Let's hear from you, man. What are your thoughts on the Stormcast Eternals coming out of the General's Handbook twenty twenty? The changes.
3: There's a lot lot to lots of comprehend and stuff. Uh, I don't really. Haven't done too much with list building with with, with the, the few that I have. But
1: oh, okay. I I thought I I remember seeing them in in your you you run a lot of the uh, the adjudicators, right? I was actually running
3: just the standard um uh, uh, liberators. 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 Oh, okay. So that, that, that was required in the defenders list to have. Gotcha. The, uh, yeah, they had a defensive stance uh, command for the. Roof, right. So. Gotcha.
1: Well, I I you know what I mean. I look at it. Um, you know. Uh, if if I can jump, well, go Justin. You, you go first, man. Go ahead. What I, you think?
2: I went through this. This list caught me off guard when I was going through because it was the one of the last ones I went through, and I'm like, okay, there's another hero. There's another hero. There's another hero. Wait, seventeen heroes dropped, and yeah. I'm looking at the, and I'm like, i there. Isn't the that all of them? Here. That's why I said I think all of them went down ten points. Uh, well, it's it's all of them, but like three or four. Oh. But the, the ones that they those had already had point adjustments from like 2019 and things of that matter. Right. But you're you're sitting here with 32 drops, and I'm like, what? And only two units went up, and I'm like, uh, okay, what unit? And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. But all their battalions went down as well. Yeah. So they want you to feel more stormcast. i mean, I'm almost wondering if that's feeding off of like you know their big push on storm on space marines and things because this is the same kind of brainchild Maybe. as a space marine unit. Maybe. Maybe. But when you got 43 changes across an entire book that's only been out for a year. Right. That's, that's nuts. You know, what's funny is um, I'm
1: going to completely abandon what I was going to say before I, I let you go and talk. <laughs> and I'm going to say something, I'm going to say something here that just popped into my brain. Uh, and this, this has something again, I'm going to, I'm going to bring up Evan, you know, kid chaos. He's been on the show here before and he's, uh, he, he's going to be back with us maybe uh, here in a couple of weeks, I think. But uh, the most disgusting change I want to highlight is something that Evan uh, said to me one time. He goes, he You think you think Aether Wings are ever gonna get dropping points? Yeah, you know what? Uh, they're they're 40 points for six of them, which is just that makes probably the best screening unit in the game. I mean, Aether Wings, uh, they got cheaper, man. They're 40 points for six, and. Great. Honestly, I don't know of a better screen. I, and, you know, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised to see many of the other order factions cram some allied Aether Wings into their lists just to be those blocking units to prevent a charge or whatever it might be.
2: Yeah. That well, popped I into mean, my yeah, mind I mean, when you were talking. So, yeah. You, you, you're, you're at max units 12, 12 models. So you're right. sitting, I think it's 120 points or something like that for right. the full 12. Something like that, yeah. 100, 100 and. 60 points something but that's nothing out of an alliance to put a 12 12 base wide aether wing flying screen you know that's just and they're still pretty nasty in combat right you know they may only have beaks and claws but they're all like hitting on fours and wounded on fours which is not horrible for a beast type character right yeah all right well
1: we're going to be moving on to death here in a second but real quick just just the just the name of the army uh, Randy, biggest winner out of, uh, out of order KOs. Okay. Justin,
2: um, with all the information I collected KO.
1: Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to say KO for two reasons, but, uh, I, I, I you know what? I'm breaking my own rule. I said just one. Yeah. Courage overlords. Yeah. They won. So let's keep rolling here. We got, uh, we got death. We're going to move into next. Is that cool? We go to death. Let's go to death. All yep. right. So we got Legions of Nagash. I mean, obviously, uh, this is an army that uh, it's kind of a head scratcher to me. You know, I, I think personally it's a it's a dead book, no pun intended. But Soulblight lists uh, got a little bit of a bump with the Coven Throne and the uh, Prince uh, Vordry, both going down 20 points. More or less securing them, I think, as the uh, as a as a superior vampire lord on a on a, on a zombie dragon. Uh, and Blood Knights getting a ten point price drop for five. I, I think the Soul Blight book is coming for sure. Uh, and is going to be replacing the current Legions of Nagash book. So Bro, folks, a little li- FYI more, on that. I think Halloween we're gonna see we're gonna see the Soul Blight book out and then the Legions of Nagash book will will go to Legends. I mean thoughts? Let's hear it, guys. Most, what do you think?
2: most most likely. I mean there wasn't a whole lot of changes across the, the grand alliance death it, it's probably it was one of the lower change numbers yeah in total so I mean because most of their points you got to look at their most of their armies are new yeah they're they're within the last six months to a year they they really didn't need any kind of changes they needed rule changes and rule tweaks but not point tweaks they're right. they're pretty solid when it comes to points well but but again I think I think my my opinion is that
1: that legions in the gosh that whole book everything in it is being phased out. And I, yeah. I think I think the points adjustments that were made for Soulblight is them kind of whispering in your ear, "Hey, Halloween's coming up, and we're going to give you vampires."
2: Well, they did have the biggest. They did have the biggest number of changes over the over the four factions.
1: Right. Yeah. I. I. I you know that that's a great point, Randy. What are your thoughts, man? Soulblight or Legions and the Gosh, Sorry.
3: Yeah, Legions. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it was just a filler for you know, putting all the existing models into one, and now now that they have more defined factions, I think. You know, the the Grand Alliance death is you know, they they made a place for, for Nagash and you know, his his new army, so I think I think it's gonna you know phase out.
1: Right. Yeah.
3: Absolutely. Let's uh
1: let's let's roll on to my personal favorite um death army and that's Nighthaunt. Um here it is, man. We got uh, we got these scary bastards here. So the Guardian of Souls and uh, uh Reichnor the, the Grimhaler, uh, however, are uh to me, surprises of a really pleasant kind. I mean, both of them lost ten points and are semi-popular right. leader options. Uh, so, so dropping their price is, I think, a very welcome thing for this army. Um, Hexwraiths uh, taking a price drop of ten for five, I think, is nice. And uh, the um, uh, the Heridans, I believe, they lost ten points for five. Is that correct, Randy? I know you, this is you play this army a heck of a lot more than I mean, you play yeah. this army. So, was I right, right. on that? As far
3: as uh... the all right, yeah.
1: Okay. I mean, what are your thoughts on this one, Randy?
3: Uh, I, the more the more spooky ghosts I can play, the better. Yeah, know. exactly. One of, my, one of my favorite, you know, lists or whatever, and you know, I like I like to have the the the, 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 the more of the swarm than the, the spirit host list. So, yeah. right. Know.
2: This again seems like another one of those ones where it's just like, oh, hey, here's a teaser. Here's ten points. Here's ten points. here's 10
3: Points.
1: You think yeah. so? Yeah. I don't. I don't see that. I, I think mean, that... It,
2: it's it was a very, it's the second most point wise to have changes, but most of those changes they had were simplistic They're rule changes they're not point changes but
1: i think that's all the army needed i think this right. was
2: i think this was again cheap. i think that de- I, like i said death i think is actually pointed very well for what it is most of the death units are pointed very well minus legions of nagash right So oh.
1: i i think um i i think i think for me very few times, and, and look, I, I don't want to sound like a complete nag all the time, because uh, I know it's got to be difficult on GW standpoint, because not only are they trying to keep a game palatable, but they got to sell models, right. and, and and if they if, if they can't get the models in accordance with certain expectations and, and even certain frame of, of reality of how things would go on an actual battlefield, take that for what it's worth, I mean, ghosts and ogres and crap running around, but... Um, I think they have to take all that. I, I think, I, but I think with with Night Haunt, the reason I'm, the reason why I'm rambling like this: is I think with Night Haunt, I think they actually finally got this army pretty close to right. As, as far as a lot of the armies that they've had um, in the in the past, I think this is one of two armies, and we're we're, we're going to be getting to the next one, the, the other one here in, in a little bit. But this is one of two armies I think that they damn near got pretty right. I mean, Randy, would you right. agree with that?
3: Yeah, I think they they I think they put a lot of work into it because it was in their starter box and. Mm-hmm. A lot of people would, you know, would, would split it with their friends, and like it was, you know, I think it's was was very well balanced to, to you know, and on purpose, I think. So. Yeah,
1: right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. So here's the uh, here's the next one coming up here, and this is our our final death army that we're going to be looking at here, and this is uh, this is the beer drinking army, man. This is OBR, the OCR Bone Reapers. Now, this one is kind of funny because um, I let me just say this because I, I i know i know they're kind of an easy uh easy army to kind of tag on and, and i don't want to i don't want to necessarily do that because everyone either really likes them or really hates them but i think it's worth mentioning here that petrifax elite rules have been updated i know everybody knows this but now re-rolling saves of uh, uh, roles of one uh are really a welcome change that should bring this this sub-faction back in line with the other sub-factions in in the O.C.R. bone reapers book and I like that balance. Now this isn't the second army I was referring to when I talked about Nighthaunt, but I think what they've done here with, with, with OCR Bone Reapers, again, kinda of resetting Petrifex Elite to only only have re rolling save rolls of one.
2: Yep. I think is a is a
1: very good thing. Fellas, thoughts on this oh, one? Oh yeah.
2: Oh definitely, definitely. The, the I mean the plus one armor, don't get me wrong, while it was very powerful, it was also very broken. Right. You get an. you're getting a plus one armor you, army wide you link in your shields and all of a sudden you're re-rolling armor saves with a three plus standard save across the entire army right that's insane right yeah you know i mean other armies can do like my things but they only have maybe one unit that can go down that low in in armor value True. with you know with what, any kind of benefit but you got an entire army that's based around it it became the only choice out of the entire OBR book. It's like you're running Petrifix Elite, you're not running anything else. True. If you True. want to be competitive, if you want to if you want to win, I like the change because it makes people, you know, have to kind of get on their tiptoes a little bit and rethink their army and
3: right. how to play them.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Randy, any thoughts on OBR here? Yeah, I like
3: I like seeing the the changes and, you know, I think it was necessary
1: yeah yeah
3: yeah like i always i always found it annoying like 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 one of the examples with like the old seraphon book was like getting down to like a two plus or reroll one saves and you just just you, know, like, you know it's really, kind of
2: like it's kind of like the current bastilladon that's sitting on a one plus armor that yeah. you, know, you really can't even touch him until you've actually mortal wound him so right yeah
1: yeah, yeah. And, and you know and before we get on to who we think is 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 the winner and the death faction out of this thing i want to point out some of the things that were, were, were being uh brought up in the chat um high class white trash yeah going back you know um, brock is is absolutely useless uh, I, I completely i completely agree with that um and, and jason yeah Morgal's man they they went down 10 i i totally think that's great but you know i'm a little concerned with the friction that's happening right now between uh games workshop and, and forge world uh, that i think i think the morngal is one of the coolest models ever to be casted but uh, I, I mean, Randy, you've got what 17 Mourngals around there, something like that. I mean, 37, 150, however many you have. 500. Um, I think, I think, I think after midnight you turn into a Mourngall. I think, I think that's something with Randy. But I mean, uh, I mean, what? I, that's that's kind of a side part. I mean, Jason Moss brings up a great, a great point here. I mean, what is your, what is your. Uh, Sidebar thought on on, on the Mourngol going down ten points. I know I know we're going backwards now with uh, going back That's to Night cool. but
3: I think it is absolutely necessary. Like I, I used to play two in my my Night Hunt list, Cause I, I, I bounced between a pure Night Haunt list and the uh, Legion of Grief list that was in the uh, the other book. You know them getting you know. Like I said I played the more swarm related, so like the Grave Sites and bringing back Sumbo units were were better for the, the swarm work related, but then I also played the uh, the dual Mourngol like you know normal list which is fantastic uh, that's more of a uh, um, an armor save and uh, like a leadership bomb list than it is more of a swarm list so
1: yeah yeah true yeah.
3: Yeah. both both are very different play styles and you know I think both benefited from from the the, the costs so.
1: right right yeah. so okay so I'm, I'm gonna throw it out there uh, I, I'm gonna go first on this one um, as far as what I think is 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 the, is the the best death army that 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 came out of this uh, night uh, night for sure uh, Night hunt hands down. I, I think I think they really got this army. Uh, as far as everything we're going to talk about, this is one of two in the entire game that I think are actually pretty damn close to being right. What are your thoughts, guys? Who who, who won out of this one?
2: Um. Okay. Well, I'm going to kind of throw a little bit of left field here, but okay. I'm actually going to throw the the FEC out there. Flesh Eater Courts. Yeah, I wasn't going to bring them up because it was really nothing happened with them. They and got I, no. They had no change yeah. except for endless spells. Yeah. And okay. They all, they all went down. Okay. All right. So, so you.
1: But you think that's enough to make okay? I, I'm going to respect because that. They flesh did, Eater Courts. They, did,
2: they didn't have any rule changes. They didn't have any point changes, which means the army was pretty well set for where it is. It means it's not going to move in the standings.
1: Yeah. And you know, folks, I want to say this right now. I didn't. I wasn't purposely ignoring those former Bretonian bastards, those Flesh Eater Courts. I wasn't doing that at all. <laughs> Uh, what, what I was doing was I was just—we're only talking about armies that had impactive changes and changes in flesh eater courts, and you know, I, I guess I, I don't want to talk about everything, right? But right. Uh, yeah, I mean, okay, so their 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 endless spells went down. Uh, I guess I didn't find that to be a very big deal. I don't see that really doing anything great or harming the army either.
2: Right, and I mean, if we're looking at points in terms of not harming armies. They kind of win that because nothing changed for them. So
1: okay, you know. so I respect that. Flesh shooter, of course. Left left field, man. I got that. Randy, who do you think, man? Say night haunt.
3: Oh, of course I but uh, <laughs> to answer uh, to answer Jason's question earlier, because he asked about uh, more girl first. But uh, yes, I do have a Chaos Emperor Dragon, but it, it it's not in this video. <laughs> 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 but, so uh, so who's yeah. your pick, Randy? I uh, pick. Uh, how about Legion of Grief? Because it's actually a mix. So. You
1: Whoa. bastards. What's it, what's with the left he, he field went. with you two? You know? I'm trying to like keep everything in order here, and you guys are just, you know, I'm zigging, you're zagging. We're supposed to be a team here, guys. You
3: can't forget about the other allegiance abilities.
1: Come on. You know? uh, all right, all right, fine, fine, fine. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure there's people out there going, didn't somebody say vampires? Yeah, soul blight, October. <laughs> that's what we're saying right now. Yep. So here we are. Let's roll on to the next group here, and that's, uh, what do you think, Destruction?
2: Let's do destruction because okay. Chaos has got a lot of good stuff in it too. Yeah, yeah, it
1: it does. So here's here's probably one of my favorite all-around armies, uh, and and I gotta tell you, you know, something about Spite as far as what they were able to do with this army, um, the the book, how it originated, how things have come about for this army. I I, I tip my hat to them completely, uh, but. The, the, and, and I, I know I know that uh, old Dave out there, man, dank old Dave, I know you're here listening to this one, man, but the Trogboss mm-hmm. and the Trogoths both lost points, and the Gabapalooza lost 10. Not a huge yep. difference overall, but I'm going to say no. this right now. I'm going to say this as clearly as I can. This keeps this already awesome army being even more awesomer. I mean, there you have it. I mean, guys, yep. Yep. thoughts, yep. bloom spike. Yeah, I yep. definitely yep. agree with you. I didn't
3: go up any points at all.
1: Say, say that one more time, Randy. That,
3: that scuttle tide did not go up in any points at all. No,
2: no, isn't it? No, it did. Beautiful. It, well, because it went up in 2019 by 10 points. Yeah, but yeah, but, but it, it has up? It didn't go up again, yeah, which up again. surprises yeah. the hell out of a lot of people. Because oh, yeah. like oh. It's so it's so good. Oh, yeah. you know what?
1: It, it, scuttle tide is one of those things where if you are a spike player and you get scuttle tied off, which nine out of ten times that's going to happen, it's like it, it makes the whole game win, lose or draw. But if you're that if you're that poor bastard on the other side of the table that's got to deal with that and you have no flying models whatsoever and you got to go around that thing and those spiders are biting you in the ass,
2: oh that's terrible. Oh, and, and once they lock onto you and they're following you around the table, I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, but I got to tell you that little tweak right
1: there. I mean, it, it definitely made this army more awesomer. Yeah, that's my English, man. I'm I'm sticking awesomer. with it. Oh, yeah, we'll go with it. Yeah. So, all right, well let's let's move on to. Um, let's move on to an army that, uh, I, I think, uh, because of its association with, with nobblers, really needs very little introduction. You know, when you have an army that's got this kind of class and, and this overall, um, really ethics about it, you know, the Ogre Maw tribes, man, you know, when, when you think ethics, you think nobblers and Ogre Maw tribes, no, oh, seriously, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm back out of my psychosis now, but you know, when the, um, when the, uh, when the General's Handbook 2020 dropped, I originally thought we might see some price hikes to the Frost Lord on Stonehorns, uh, but whew, that didn't happen. But but with their points untouched, I really felt that the re- the, the removal of Ethereal Amulet probably brings that unit down to a more appropriate power level, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. Uh, so but, but honestly, guys, just when I thought I was happy and content, they dropped the Thunder Tusks. Winter Bite is a thing now. And I gotta tell you, I, I you know Adepticon, uh, I think it was 19. I ran a um, uh, an, an army with four uh, Thunder Tusk's in it, uh, three three Huskers on Thunder Tusk's and a Thunder Tusk Beast Rider. I love that army. I'm a, I've always been a big advocate for Thunder Tusk's. This right here, great. I, I love the fact of what they've done. Thoughts, guys? What do you think?
2: This is your army, man. You know more about it than I do, but I. Uh... I think it's a good move for, for it because, again, it seems like most of these points drops that are coming to place is to start bringing in the other house sub-faction type of things and making them more relevant than they yeah. were.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, they – um, uh, absolutely. I mean, Randy, But before I get rambling here, man, what are your thoughts?
3: Yeah, I, haven't, I haven't played my ogres in a while, but uh, – You son yeah. of a – come on, man. Yeah, like, my,
2: my, mine are sitting <laughs> in a shoebox <laughs> in a garage.
3: Just to make Pat jealous. I'm really excited that I get to use, you know, the build a bear template.
2: Oh God, here it comes
3: for my Forge World Rhinox Riders. You have, oh you boy, have,
2: yeah.
1: you didn't tell me you've got Rhinox Riders. You've got Rhinox. You've been holding out on me, man. You've got Rhinox Riders. Of course, I do. <laughs> of course, he does. Hey, what <laughs> about what about your good friend over here? He might, you know, you got any, you know, got any extra laying around? I know you've got extra. Uh, you probably have like forty-seven of them.
3: I have a unit, and that's it. So, but uh, you know. The ogre lord on on rhinox rider is gonna be fantastic for for build a bear. You know, this this and raisin
1: cookies are why I have trust issues, Randy. I should have known about <laughs> these rhinox riders a long time
3: ago. I know you kept on asking about them, and I, I kept on just avoiding the topic because you know they're they're, they're, my, they're my precious, and you know the, yeah. my, precious. my precious, my yeah. precious. Right. The right. resin, you know, is is hard to find. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I will say that. You know, and and uh, do you notice? You notice though, they didn't touch the greatness of the nobblers. You notice that they left those guys
2: running. They were they were probably too afraid to do that.
1: So, yeah, they
3: didn't want to make them any worse than they possibly be. Hey, you know, you know
1: what? I yeah, think they, your they microphone is they, they broken.
2: Should've, they should have been hiked twenty points on both ends.
1: You son of a! See, I don't know why I got to put up with this anymore, man. I mean, you know, I'm gonna turn both of your mics off right now, damn it! I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs>
3: right by, right by next year, you know, they're just moving from the hook
1: completely greatest you know? unit in the game. You watch, man. But um, you know, honestly, guys, right, right back to this, to the ogre Maw tribes. I, I, I would have liked to seen point decreases in the lead belchers and the iron blasters. I, I feel that that's the only way to to make ogre shooting palatable. Um, I mean. I would have to say, you know, maybe a ten-point drop. You know, I, I think I think that would have helped because it just got awful. I mean, and and you have people now taking lead belchers for close combat. I mean, there's something severely wrong with that. So yeah, I, I would have liked to have seen that adjustment, but you know what? I, I with with the uh, with the thunder tusks, uh, the way that they've been pointed and, and priced out, uh, I'm telling you, man, Winterbite is back is, is back on the table. So.
2: Well, I Good mean, the, the, you got the cheap. You got some of the cheapest battle lines based upon you know your general in the ogre book as it is. Right. I mean, you yeah. you got a gut. You're playing a gutbuster army, and lead belchers are eighty point two man battle line.
1: Yeah, but they're only four. They're, well, they're battle line, if there's four of them,
2: right? But so. still, that's only one hundred sixty points for a battle line unit, which still is cheap. Yeah. But what I'm saying is their
1: shooting is god awful. But anyway, but we eh. can, you know. That that's debatable, but yeah, but I but I I think I think that's my only gripe. I guess I'll put it that way with the uh, with right. the Ma tribes. But moving on to our uh, our next, um, not our final one, but our next uh, destruction army here. We got the Auric War Clans, man. So let's uh, let's get into these guys here because you know the thing that um, that I wanted to touch on here. You know they have some of the most efficient units in the game. I just want to you know, and I'll I'll explain why I just said that. Um, but I think with the changes to the General's Handbook 2020 um, and the, the with the war clans, I think the, the, the Icebone war clans could be better than Drackfoot now. Um, I, I, I saw a clever list with, with a double cun and ruck uh, with a, a rogue idol that, that could be pretty devastating. So I was kind of doing some research on it. And my big thought is, will brutes still be, I, let me put it this way. I, I'm trying to figure out how to, how to really say this. Will brutes still be viable even with their ten point decrease? I, I have my doubts on that. I mean, there's a thought to be made that that brutes are superior to our boys in in terms of you know you know uh, you know wounds you know you know their. You know, uh, for their wound-to-point to, to ratio, their damage output-to-point ratio. I mean, but Ard Boys have a banner, a drummer, and a shield. I guess where I'm going with this is I don't know if the 10-point decrease in Brutes is going to do anything to prevent people from taking more Ard Boys. Um In my opinion, uh, for Brutes, 10 points less is nice, um, but actually changes nothing. Uh, I, I, I Just like 10 points more on Ardboys changes uh, yeah, anything. But,
3: but...
2: This army is one of the ones that kind of looks like they just kind of glanced over it with a paintbrush real quick. That said, I do hey, agree with. I think this was ten, ten points here, ten points there. It it, it it's not going to change anything in that list. Yeah, I, I think it, it, may, was... it may make you rethink. You know the, the quantities of numbers of certain units, but without you know without any real any gumption to it, no. It's not it's nothing it's nothing that's gonna make you say, ah oh, my list is changing. Okay, right. I lose too many points. I'll throw an endless spell in, you know, or something stupid. Sure. Sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, um well, I, I that, that that's my two cents in a tin can. I, I still think you're gonna see a lot more Ard boys on the table. I d I don't think this helped brutes out whatsoever. Randy, what are mm-hmm. your thoughts? No,
3: so with, with playtesting with a few of my friends, it's that's they've been spamming spamming ard boys. Right. So yeah, it's yeah. I don't think it helped at all. I them. mean
2: you you got enough Ardboy points. You got Ardboys with a lower point cost. You can put a bigger unit out there and you launch them across the table and they do the damage. Yeah. the same amount of damage. I, yeah, time. and
1: like I said, they've got they have banners. Yeah, I mean that,
2: that shield. That shield is. They got a shield too. Well, yeah, yeah, that yeah.
1: I forgot about that. Yeah, absolutely. So I I don't know that that ten points really does anything to help the brutes. As a matter of fact, I I think I think that ten points. Will cause people to look at that for a second and go, eh, "I think I'm going to stick with my Ard Boys." Right. So if anything,
2: you helped out the Ard Boys. <laughs> you know, so right, right. So, I mean, and they, with the point changes, you got your heroes. Some heroes went up, some went down. I mean, it again, it's simple changes, so it's not, it's not really going to affect the makeup of the list. You're just going to pick up points back. Hey, you might actually get enough points to put an extra command point into the army. Right.
1: That's yeah. about it. Yeah. Well. So let's move on to the our, our our last destruction army and the most mysterious one that's out you're, there.
2: You're you're throwing behemoths in there, aren't the Behemoth, aren't Yeah, you?
1: I mean, you know, here it is, guys. I, this one, this one is 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 a real uh, it's a real head scratcher because I think um, I think for 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 the army itself, right? Uh, people have waited. You know, the the rumor is it's going to be mid to late September. Uh, We'll see if that happens. But it it seems Games Workshop initially hoped that Sons of Diamant would be out by now. And and that's where I think we're hearing a lot of the, uh, or our our thought here is that uh, it's going to be mid to late September. Um, But we have points. I mean, this is what's kind of weird. I mean, battle line are these these mancrusher gargans, which presumably are the same chaos ale guzzler gargans that we that we've seen in other armies. They're 180 for one, or 480 for a max squad of three, mm-hmm. and a max squad counts as three battle line slots. Three battle line. Yep. The the, the new gargant, the let me see, the the gatekeeper, the kraken eater, kraken eater. and the war stomper? Or is it war yeah, war Stomper, war Stomper, are Stomper. Yeah. the leaders and they clock in at four eighty to four ninety points apiece. So right. a pure Sons of Beamot list will likely involve either a bare minimum of man crushers and three leaders. I mean I guess it's also possible that, that people will take advantage uh, of, of kind of an inverse type of list with that and they might actually take nine man crushers uh, and maybe a leader. And and but we don't really have we don't really have actual war scrolls, so it's just impossible to tell right now. But the reason why we I don't... brought this one up
2: Go ahead. Right. We don't know which one of these behemoth leaders is a caster or a dispeller either. So you may end up taking two of them. You know, you may take a great breaker or and a Kraken eater. That may be the yeah like the caster type. It's just, I, I think they're yeah. going to have
1: priests that can dispel. I don't think they're going to have any wizards. I,
2: well, it probably will be a priest and, and that might be the Kraken eater. But again, just going off name, it's six models on the table.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think, I think they, I think GW kind of flubbed this one, you know, they got everybody, you know, kind of like they kind of flubbed the, the Lumineth in a way they got everyone all hot and bothered. And then it's like, eh, the rest of the army is coming out later, but we're going to get, we're, we're, you know, that's a whole nother topic. But I think, I think to deliver points in the general's handbook and do all the things they did only to turn around and say, psych, you don't have an army.
2: Uh, I, that, that might hurt the momentum of the army. I, I, almost forward, I, w- I almost wish they had not put these points in this book okay I, I almost wish that this little snippet that's in the book did not exist the Luminel from loans okay i can extend to that because we do have the book out there's no book on this one right yeah so I, I, I it's it's like we didn't need to see this yet guys
1: i completely 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 agree uh randy any thoughts on the sons of Beamut?
3: Yeah, yeah so like the uh i know I've, I've heard a few people say like if i can't just use all the the big guys, you know, I may not, may not play the list. So like, and then are going to sell like the, the, you know, three of the old ones in a box, you know, Who right. Knows? Like, and, you know, it'll be interesting coming out and, you know, and the thing is like, it's kind of disappointing. because like, you know, you heard rumors of a special character or like the, you know, the giant King and. Oh stuff yeah, like that. that's right. You know, it's just like, but you know, they only have the three in the box or whatever. So. Right. And yeah, our, but
2: the other, the other side of this too, is we don't even know if they have battalions or anything of that matter so you're we're looking at okay you got six models to field six models on the table if you use one of each of the big and three of the small you're at two thousand points there's no room for a battalion right so right and you know, and, and, you know it, on the other it's side of that there.
1: on the other side of that i've heard a lot of people you know here on the show we call them the uncle lester giants and that's that's the current skull <laughs> of the current ale guzzler uh chaos giant but a lot of people are saying if that's going to be the new giant they didn't want to play it that turned them off right there so
2: Right, and, and I currently I'm sitting on five of those myself. So are you really? I know.
1: Yeah, I got five of them. Okay, I gotta ask Randy, how many giants do you have? He doesn't uh, know. got like... the
3: crappy plastic ones, but I have, I have I have a bunch of metal ones. Yeah, he he
1: gave everyone that look like how many grains of sand are on a beach? Like he
3: yeah. he he's got more. He's got more
2: of the old yeah, I got the more old school more. metal ones than I do. I have th- I have five of the current uncle fester gotcha and i bought one from um conquest okay and, and it's the conquest giant is just just big and bulky he is it's a good
3: model cool all right so let's, let's 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 okay oh, sorry go ahead randy i'm waiting to see what they do with the actual bone grinder from forge world too because that still has the, the L guzzler uh, keyword yes, that whole does. forge
1: world thing is up in the air man nobody knows yeah. so let, let's keep rolling so destruction
3: randy big winner Gloomspite, Skull Skull Tide didn't change. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Justin.
2: Gloomspite. Yeah, I agree. The, the the changes to the trogs and the fact that nothing else really changed for them, so their army stays where it is strength wise. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the gloomies are continually just going to be awesomer good deal all right let's keep rolling man we got chaos man we are uh we are going to start with uh with my beloved beastie boys yeah i'm forcing the beastie boys on you guys man um that's fine but but i'm going to say this i'm going to say this kind of like i'm going to i'm going to kick my own army here in in the nuts here a little bit because uh these changes well these changes were purely meant to save the dragon ogres period um, uh, this was a change to, to breathe life back into them as a unit because nobody was playing the Dragon Ogres. I mean, period. I, 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 look, let, Let's let's face it. I mean, Dragon Ogre Shagoths lost 10 points, uh, yep. which combos nicely with the Dragon Ogres losing 10 points. Yep. Uh, and, and I'm certainly interested to see if anyone's going to be taking advantage of the discounts uh, to the Dragon Ogre units. Um, you know, 10 points here and there may not seem like much, uh, but that represents a significant savings of points. For those going heavy on them which i haven't seen since the army first came out and and also taking their battalion which also had a 30 point drop by the way so yep. what are your thoughts Beast of chaos
2: beast of chaos took four units down in points and their and four of their battalions came down in points i think it's predominantly the the more the bay herd backside Bray the herd, bigger, yeah the, yeah the bigger the bigger beast ones came down in points but out of everything that's listed in here, they really didn't change a lot to them. They just—it was like you said—it was to save the dragon ogres. It was to mm-hmm. save points on the on the battalion sides, and yeah, it'll make you be able to put more battalions on the table. But you're 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 only saving points in maybe a model you're not going to use as readily, right? So it, again, it's like a hey, ten points here, ten points there.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, Randy, Beast of Chaos, what do you think?
3: Uh, Mine are all still on squares, waiting for the new uh, old battles to come out. Uh Uh-oh. Blasphemy.
1: All right. (laughs) All right. I respect that. Yeah. Okay. Actually, you you did. You told me that once before. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's kind of my thought. I was was really kind of hoping for uh, something interesting to happen with the Army, and it it didn't. So I I guess I was a little smitten in in my attitude here, basically just claiming that it was a – It was just a stretch to save the dragon ogres. But let's move on, man. Let's move on to uh, the Disciples of Zeech. This one here, um, this is going to kind of tie into uh, a a later kind of gripe that I have. um, Because as as many of you know, Disciples of Zeech, which also affects Slaves of Darkness, uh, like I said, that bitching is coming up here in a minute. Uh, The Gaunt Summoner now only summons five Horrors of Zeech uh, with its uh, Book of Profane Secrets ability. Um... I'm just going to stop right here and and kind of turn it over to you guys. I mean, thoughts, gang?
2: So they had two units go up in points, and that was like the Gaunt Summoner again and some other things. They lost summoning in terms of – it's five models for the summon now. Right. For the Gaunt Summoner. And I believe I read somewhere in the Disciples of Daseen side of it too that their summon chain changed as well. So instead of it being a full unit of ten horrors, it's now only five. So I think it's on both sides. Right. So they right. kind of got a little bit of a nerf bat there, but it, I mean, again, it's, it's negligible, you know, you're um, not dropping a You're not dropping a 50 point, a 50 wound unit on the table, you know, or a potential 50 wound unit on the table, but still it's, it's a negligible hit.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Randy, what
3: are your thoughts? Yeah, I thought it was, you know, the, the cost was like, you know, for the godsome was 260 points or whatever, and you get a free 200 point unit. So you're only paying 60 points for the character basically. Mm-hmm. But, that was way too much of a discount and it needed to be changed. So, you know. Yeah. I, so, I are, rather, are you
1: I saying? Are I, you like like, saying you, you like what they did to the to the gold summer? I, yeah,
3: it's it's. I think it was a necessary nerf because. Right. You know,
1: I, I yeah. think I think the problem with what they did here is. The change to the Gaunt Summoner really doesn't do anything to negatively impact the army of Zeech at all, the disciples of Zeech at all. It, it, it just doesn't. It's got a rippling effect. If you think about it, it's kind of like GW took took a uh, took a pebble and they threw it into the lake. And the the rippling effect that happens from that little pebble is what's happening. And I think it's going to affect uh, other armies, i.e. slaves of darkness, um, that, that we're going to be talking about here in a bit. But, you know, the Zeech book is new. I get it. Uh, but it also got hit with a nerf bat after trashing CanCon and Warhammer Worlds in March. So I think this is another response to that. But I think, moreover, this is a response because I, I saw more people using the Gaunt Summoner. In my personal experience, I saw more people using the Gaunt Summoner with Slaves of Darkness armies than I ever did with his each army. I mean, I saw, I saw the Gaunt Summoner with Archaon, and, you know, I didn't see it a lot in Zeech armies. As a matter of fact, I saw more of the Screamers and the, the Shooty lists right? with the Zeech. So I, I think what this did is it really did nothing to Zeech. It hurt Slaves of Darkness, though.
2: We have another special guest who just decided to come downstairs tonight. So
1: Hey, man, you got your own nobbler too. I got my own little nobbler yeah. There you go, man. Good deal. So, um Okay, go to mom. I know that we are uh we're we're kinda of burning the clock off the wall here, folks. We had a lot to get through and, and it's already uh um are almost quitting time, so I do apologize, man. We'll, we only got a All few right. more to go through. But let's 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 start it up with the Hedon Knights of Slanesh. Uh this was a uh General's Handbook twenty twenty change. And uh this one here I thought was kinda of interesting because um the the Knights see this army's always been compelling. I mean let me start with the good news. You know, the Fiends lost 20 points. Mm-hmm. That's the only good news. Uh, this army got a major bone job in point hikes, and I bet Slanish loved that bone job too, by the way. Um, the Keeper of Secrets uh, and also the name character, Hellbane something, uh, Schlaxi Hellbane, I think they gained 20 points apiece. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Contorted Epitome gained 10 points. The Hellstriders gained 10 points for five models. The Knights Host, and the Seeker Cavalcade, were hiked up 10 points, and the Supreme yep. Sybaris went up 30 points. And, and here's a real head-scratcher. You know, the Demonettes didn't gain points. They lost their max squad discount bonus, which effectively makes a full yes, squad they, cost 30 yeah. more points than before.
2: Yeah, they're 330 now for a full squad versus yeah. I think it was 280. I mean, what are your I mean thoughts on this one, guys? They uh, they kind of got hit with an earth bat again. I right. mean, they took a nerf hit in 2019 when they when they were too powerful and now they're taking another shot from the nerf bat in 2020 because of the point hikes. Yeah, right. I mean, they really didn't get anything to save them on this. Granted their points are in line with a lot of the other armies that are out there, but still. Right. It it, it hurts. Yeah. It hurts. Yeah.
1: All right, Randy, what are your uh, what are your thoughts, man?
3: yeah i haven't i like it's one of those those i i set aside and you know, let it let the you know let let it settle for a while because you yeah. know i had i had an army before the the knights book came out and that was all the chariot based and you know they made it all you know completely different from the place that i used to have and then i just like and then i know like because of like all the the bit you know the whining and complaining and whatever right the uh like I know, it's gonna be a watchful eye, and gonna be changing constantly. So you know, that's one of the, one of my back burner armies, just waiting for basically the you know things to settle down for for them. Okay. So, yeah.
1: All right. Well, you know what? I'm gonna say this. I, I'm really not a fan of these point changes. Um, if I'm honest, uh, I, I it felt to me that Slanesh uh, were in a much better place after the summoning changes that, right. that occurred. Uh, but this makes the army very undesirable to play. A la what you just said, Randy. Uh, and and you you played the double you know keepers of secret list and all that kind of stuff. I mean that was your gig for a long time, um, and, and you know I I'd have to say I think I think there's two armies, Randy, that you really you, you really took your nickname of the nicest guy in tabletop wargaming and like crumpled it up, lit it on fire, you know, and then you know <laughs> threw it over your shoulder. Was when you uh, when you played your Nighthawn army, complete killer with that army, and this your, your Slanesh army, complete killer. Uh, so I mean these armies were were were. Were so lethal that it changed your entire personality. So yeah, I mean, I agree with you. It is a very undesirable army to play, and that's got to be a big hit for you because this was one of your main armies. Yeah,
3: it's it's yeah, it's but, pretty rough. I, I you know I played as many you know Harold you know you know secret chariots and stuff, and just you know, it wasn't wasn't viable. And then, you know it changed all the impact hits and everything else. I just
2: Mr. Mr. Randy's lawnmower service. Hire him now. Yeah. <laughs>
3: pretty much yes exactly
1: what it was yeah (laughs) he would Tokyo drift those things right into a unit it was just horrifying oh yeah but uh but yeah so so that's that's what happened here with um with with Ash. but let's move on man let's move on to the maggot kin of Nurgle and this is my second army that I think that they got right and and Mm -hmm. a a lot of Slanesh players may find themselves Playing Nurgle, by the way, but um, here we go. Or mixed chaos. Yeah, and 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 yeah, but here we go on this big winner. Uh, The Great Unclean One and Rodigus both lost twenty points. The Glotkin lost forty points,
2: and the Lord of
1: Affliction went down ten points. Uh, Battleline, I think Plaguebearers went down ten for ten, and Blight Kings. Oh, the Blight Kings! These guys lost twenty for five. Blight Kings lost eighty points on a max size unit, guys. Yeah. 80 points. I mean, Nurgling's lost 20 points. Puskrow of Blight Lords, Plague Drones, and Beasts of Nurgle, right? Lost 10? Mm-hmm. D- am I right on that? Um, and for, Oh, no, I'm sorry, for a maximum size out. squad. And all their battalions came down. Oh, I got to tell you, man. I mean, a complete home run here with, with the Maggotkin. Uh, guys, what are your thoughts?
2: Oh, no, I agree with you. I mean, their, their bread and butter unit, battle line units, all came down where they needed to come down. Their quick attack things came down where they need to come down. Their big heroes came down where they need to come down, and the fact that their battalions are more in, more in line with being able to field them right. makes them, you know, winner winner chicken dinner in a long a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, it's still it's still mega So they're gonna have, they, their rules haven't quite caught up. To no, the, the power creep. No, nope. but they're still there.
1: But I gotta tell you, if if I were to uh, if I were to consult the uh... The, the the thoughts in my head a little bit. I think we are going to see an updated Magikin book uh, before the end of the year. Probably. I probably. think so. Um, Randy, what are your thoughts, man, on the Magikin and Nurgle?
3: Yeah, they're uh, they're one of the ones I'm starting to look at again, you know. Right. Every, the last FAQ where, you know, you can no longer nerf their exploding sixes and stuff and, yeah. you know, it right. just, you know, and then, you know, I, you know, being able to mix Blight Kings in with a, a uh, a big block of uh, Nurgle Marauders is, is is pretty sweet and right. a very solid backbone of an army now. So
1: yeah, agreed, agreed. Yeah. Well, speaking of Marauders, now we're going to get into the Slaves of Darkness and uh, my little uh, my my little my little bitch fest that's coming up here. You know, you guys got to give me just a second here to uh, to kind of explain all this here. You know, to tie this back to Zeech, the Gaunt Summoner can only summon five pink horrors. All right. And, and you know what? I'm just going to say this right now. This is just another screw over to this army. It, it, it really only negatively impacts slaves of darkness. Uh, as this army has been largely hobbled, and I'm going to say that right now, uh, hobbled since, uh, since its release back in December of 2019. I mean, in a nutshell, the winter FAQ, plus the General's Handbook 20, plus the July updates have been really rough on this army. Uh, just off the top of my head, I mean, chariots, especially gore beasts, are still pointed expensive, and marauders went up in points, thus hobbling the marauder spam that this army and, and many allied chaos armies depended on. I mean, knights and warriors are no better than before the general ha- General's Handbook 2020 because of the right. removal of the stacking ward saves. And and even that that both went down in points, meaning the knights and the warriors, they both went down in points. But don't benefit as much from the war shrine. It's like it, it, it's like a, it's like the biggest punch you in the gut, and then it's like it's like GW walked up to every Slaves of Darkness player, punched him in the gut, and went, "Hey, are you all right? I, I mean, you, you can recover from that, can't you? And in the minute you kind of get your win back, they clock you with like a like a hook, and you're like, "Oh, they, are you okay? But the, hey, but at least it didn't knock you out. I mean, right, that's kind of right. my thought of what they're doing here, Slaves of Darkness. I mean, guys, help me out here." Uh, can i can i see the light on this on this on the slaves of darkness army or or is or am i right on this
3: yeah the most most useful thing out of slaves of darkness was the marauders and the the card rack uh lowered on you know and those were those were given a mark and put into other lists right you know the actual pure slaves of darkness lists i you know haven't seen you know done too well so yeah
1: i mean justin what are your thoughts bud
3: yeah
2: i mean Slaves of Darkness are, they're not in a good place. Even with these point chases, they're not in a good place. You know? So.
1: And, you know, and I'm going to say this right now Uh, cultist troops are still lousy. One attack at Forest by Forest is pitiful. You know, and, and, and by the way, um, Rest in peace, Chaos Chosen. I mean, best hammer unit in the army at 140 points. The range on their ability needs to be much wider, or, or they need to be more self-sufficient. Uh, why don't Chosen count as heroes for the mark ability? I don't know. They used to. Um, anyway, uh, I'm off the point in, in my in my bitching here, but uh, he, here's what I want to say. Um, it's almost like GW has been worried, a la like, like Sylvaneth. It's almost like GW has been worried from the start that this army was going to be too good, um, yeah, you know, if, if you go back and listen to our show from Fev- February 13th, I believe, uh, this year, or even further back to our shows uh, on December 5th and December 19th, when we talked about the Army dropping and it finally dropped, uh, we brought this up how this army has been really shackled and and even right out of the gate it was even shackled we kind of noticed that it never really had a chance and now i think it's even more stifled which i i can't even i can't even fathom this is the original bad guy army from when this freaking game started and and with with traits and abilities that are now specifically only for slaves to darkness uh units it hurts any value in other chaos armies align with them i mean this this army will even have a difficult time having allies i mean good grief i mean what yep. i mean yep. it, it's amazing i mean but even from the start let, let's just look at it this way from 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 a practical standpoint even from the start no new dice no new unit cards nothing uh nothing more than than, than a, than a chop blocked book in some cool models in a, in a half hearted get started box Right. slaves of darkness players I, I'm yeah, so,
2: I'm I, sorry guys. Yeah, I am I, I really am. They they just I don't mean, ha- they they just don't have the ability to take the hits or push the hits and it's it's sad. It's it's really sad right now.
1: Yeah, I I don't even know how. You know, and honestly, if anybody out there can explain to me how you can play this army and be successful, please do because I am really looking for some type of glimmer of hope in in uh, this army, because um, I, I, I'm not seeing it right now. I'm just not. Right. Right. And and right. And, and and that sucks because it it's kind of like the, um, the these guys are supposed to be the army that scares the hell out of you. The slaves of darkness, man. Yeah, that's very true. I don't know, Randy. Come on, nicest guy on the tabletop war gaming. Am, am I off base here? What do you think?
3: No, like I, like. I even like with with them we rumor coming out, or whatever I rebased like four units of uh of forty warriors, just to, you know hoping they would be you know decent and have okay you know even casual rules for myself or whatever, and it just like you know I haven't even you know I haven't even put them on a the table.
1: did yeah. you really rebase them
3: i had i have the they have four different weapon types and I had forty of each okay. Like, I, I, Oh, i am 32 circles
2: now. Oh, I've got a I've got a huge slave of darkness, uh, old chaos warrior army sitting in a shoebox. I probably have 200 chaos warriors and 300 or so marauders sitting up there. Yeah, and yeah. they're on square bases. I haven't touched them. Well, I, I, like
1: I said, I you know you STD players out there, man. I'm sorry. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, hey, but you know what? nurgles looking pretty good man just in case maggotkin which by the way is is my pick for the winner in chaos guys who do you think
2: um no i have to go skaven tide.
1: oh yeah you see you another another uh left field answer
2: statement skaven Tide had 25 point changes across their boards One of their big notable ones was to their Acolytes, the the Scree Acolytes. I completely forgot to talk about Skaven. Okay. All right. Take us through that a little bit. I mean, real quick. There's 60 points for 10 models at the top end. The back end on the old bar on them was like three something, and now they're 200 for full max. They lost 120 points off their max unit. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. Okay. Hey, yeah. you know, so it's so, okay, your your pick is Skaven. I hand, you know, I still think Maggotkin are, are better. Uh, but okay, all right, I, I respect that. That's a good one, Randy. Best uh best winner, best Chaos uh, army out of this I think one.
3: Fresh got hurt the most, and I think Zeech is still going to be powerful. And I think basically Nurgle is next up at bat. Okay, yeah. so you
1: think Zeech is at okay? All right, I respect that. Good. See, I think we we're we have, we have some pretty good opinions on that one, man. Good deal. Good deal. All right. Well. Um, what else, uh, anything, uh, anything else before we, uh, we roll on to our next topic?
2: No, no. Just, I mean, just based off point, to- point changes and totals for each of the factions order actually had the most point changes out of any faction or a grand alliance. Chaos was second. Um, uh, death was third and, uh, destruction was last. Gotcha. All right. All right. You know what? I agree with that.
1: That's what you that's what you formulated, though, right? That's That's what I formulated. Yeah, I actually
2: I mean, the real the real number, if you want it real quick. So it was 95 changes to order across all the factions, 82 changes to chaos across all factions, 30 changes to death across all factions and 20 changes to destruction across all factions.
1: Okay. well, there you have it all right well we will be uh, we'll be right back man and we're gonna talk about the uh, the general's handbook 2020 and we're gonna be looking at the open play so good stuff ahead guys thanks for sticking with us hey gang I wanted to take a break in today's show to introduce one of our sponsors and a great store for all of your hobby needs That's GameStorm Gaming in Lamont, Illinois. Open seven days a week, 12 to 12.
0: GameStorm Gaming has got you covered for all of your hobby and gaming needs. They got Magic the Gathering, War Machine, X-Wing, Game of Thrones, Force of Will card game, PC gaming and repair, Warhammer 40K, and Age of Sigmar, and a ton more. Grab paints, brushes, cases, dice, and a lot more at GameStorm Gaming in Lamont, Illinois. Stop
1: in and see John and the gang there at GameStorm Gaming, located at 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois, or check them out on their website at GameStormGaming.com. Again, that's www.gamestormgaming.com.
0: They also stay open past midnight for special cases and events, so get over there and get your nerd on with GameStorm Gaming, 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois, 630 243 9330. Again, That's GameStorm Gaming, 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois.
1: GameStorm Gaming is a proud sponsor of Grimdark Live. We hope to see you there. Okay, guys, we are definitely back, and we are going to be heading into our, our next topic. Uh, but uh, but I know uh, Justin, you're, you're kind of burning the clock off the wall. Uh, you got a few more minutes to to talk about open play. You got to run. I,
2: gotta, I got I got a crazy kid upstairs, but I got a few more minutes.
1: All right, man, I do appreciate you uh, you hanging with us, man, because uh, I know that uh, uh, it can be it can be tough. We we covered a lot of stuff, man. We covered a lot of stuff. So here it is, General's Handbook 2020, new open play rules. I mean. This is pretty self-explanatory, but I like the I like the departure from the old open play rules, uh, where it's not any of that. You take a model out, I take a model out, bull crap. I mean, but I do like the skies of slaughter and the open air coalition battle or the open war coalition battle generator. Uh, I mean, guys, what are your takes on on these two types of open play in the general's handbook 2020? Justin, let's hear from you first, bud.
2: They're really interesting. I mean, the idea that you know you could do an all aerial combat open play. Or you can do an all ground based and just you know put what you want on the table and play. Right, I like it. I exactly. like it. exactly,
3: exactly. Um, Randy, thoughts? Yeah, the forty K did it about a couple of years ago. The skies of death. Oh, that's right. It was, it was you know really fun doing dogfights and everything else and you know like it was. I think because of the popularity of X Wing and other other dogfighting games, but
2: right. And it does remind me a lot of like the X-Wing type of thing where it's like, oh, okay, you roll a certain amount of dice to do the 45 degree turns. And if you get, if your, if your speed falls for a certain point, you fall out of the sky, you know, stuff like that. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah I so I know that's funny that, that you know, in, in earlier today in the show and on last week's show, we spoke about the Build-A-Bear for, for nerds uh, in the in the, in the the anvil of apotheosis. And even though that's part of the open play, I think that that in itself is going to be absorbed well into the match play, without a doubt. I don't think you're going to see that a lot in the open play. That's why I didn't bring it up when I first introduced the Skies of Slaughter and the, the Open War Coalition Battle Generator. Um, but I, as I said, I'm, I'm glad that uh, GW has kind of departed from that old open play style. Um so let's 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 talk about this. I mean, um, the the open war coalition battle generator is more of a loose way to play matched play. I guess the best way to put it when when involving three or more players at the same time. And, and the reason why I say this is because the coalition generator that's found on page forty of the uh, GHB could easily coincide with the uh, uh, with the coalition matrix. I believe on page hundred. I think it is. Um, and, and I really like that GW has harkened back to the psychology of certain alliances, like they had back in Warhammer Fantasy Battles Seventh Edition. Um, what do you guys think?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's it's bringing back a lot of reminiscent stuff from old editions. That, and it doesn't feel like rules creep this time. That's that's the big rub I'm getting. At. There's no there's no there's no need to incorporate it if you don't want to. You don't have to use it, and it's there's no heavy rules. Sure. You know, it's not changing anything about the game. Just play the game with, hey, here you're gonna generate your army. You're gonna right. generate the the battle the battle you're fighting on, and done. Gotcha. Go,
1: Randy. What are your thoughts, man?
3: Yeah, I'm always for more more narrative games, and you know, yeah, more, yeah. more laid back. You know, you know, there's you know, there's armies for competitiveness, and there's armies for for casually having fun, and right. those, those really fun need, a, need need the open play to you know be more,
2: you know, like... I can I, I see this leading to be more along the lines of being able to play like a siege or something of that matter. Like a good one. Like do, That's a good point. You know, things of that matter where it's like, okay, Hey, you know, you got the aerial siege happening above and you got the ground siege happening below. You've rolled up both forces based on this random table and you're not worried about points. And there you go.
1: We got to figure out how to incorporate that into a, uh, into a siege battle. That would be awesome. Um, but as a matter of fact, you know, I, I want. I want to go back to this now. Um, the the, the sky's a slaughter. You know, since since you brought that up, I mean, it, it sounds like it could be a lot of fun and, and 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 something a little bit different from from I guess your typical game. And as a matter of fact, it it, it feels like a completely different game. The mechanics, for instance, are different. And if you remember, yeah. the concept of this Skies of Slaughter was a two-part white dwarf, I think back in December or January, I believe. Remember that? Somewhere in there, yeah. And that's that's when all the rumors of the uh, of the goblin sky pirates were all over the place. I don't know if you guys remember that or not. Um, I, I do. But in, in these issues, there were pictures of, uh, if you remember, there were pictures of like a bloodthirster and an ironclad fighting. And, and back then uh we were introduced to the different rules for movement firing arcs etc like that are now currently in the ghb20 so you mm-hmm. think that that we could also incorporate the skies of slaughter into like big you know big games or something almost like having an aerial battle as well as a ground assault
2: right and you could probably make it where you can interchange between the two like you know example keratin overlords fly high and then they can land somewhere else on the battlefield so you could have it where they take off they end in, they enter into the skies of slaughter they're up there for a turn or whatever. Can be intercepted, attacked. They fall, all that whole thing before they can drop back down to the main battlefield. I mean, you there's ways to incorporate everything into anything.
1: Oh sure, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Randy, what are your thoughts, man?
3: Yeah, the creative juices are flowing. You know, there's, <laughs> you know, I always like, you know, I always like the mini games that they had in White Dwarves, and you know, just this different, you know, perspective of like what happens in, in each realm or whatever. Right. You know, we know that there's flying battles, you know. You know, like, you know, there's big dragons and stuff and they, you know, they don't just hover like, you know, 50 feet off the, the, the field all the time, you know, sure. they, you know, they have to, you know, they, you know, they meet somewhere in the sky. Right. Know?
1: Good one. Good one. Well, that's, yeah. you know, I know, I know that we kind of treated this like a shotgun wedding, uh, but that's, that's pretty much all there is. I think, I think this is going to be a little bit more of a narrative. I think the anvil of apotheosis is going to, even though that's listed in open play, I think we're going to find that more in the match play. Um, right. I love the idea that uh, the sky battles could be incorporated into large, like, you know, APOC type level games um and and i really think that the open war coalition i like the fact that they're hearkening back to the alliance psychology that that you're going to find in a lot of these armies it makes sense but i I think that's your call dude i think you got to get going right
2: yeah that's 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 the that's the knob war
1: yeah well you know what we we ran a little late buddy but you know what uh justin we will be back next thursday bud so you have a great night randy and i are going to wrap the show up all right have a good night everybody all right guys see you bud all right, Randy, it's you and I, man. Yep. All right, let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up. We got the question of the day that's going to be uh, coming up here very shortly. So, uh, folks, we will be right back once we get ready for the question of the day. Hey, gang! I really hope you're enjoying the Grimdark Live show so far. Thanks for being with us. But before we get to the question of the day, I want to ask you to head over to GrimDarkLive.com to enter the Nerd Bunker by becoming a supporter of the show on Patreon. There are six different levels to fit the support you may be interested in, and all provide special benefits and services to our members. So please head over to GrimDarkLive.com and become a patron of the show. And while you're on GrimDarkLive.com, you should know that Grimdark Live isn't just there for entertainment. We're a full-time miniatures assembly and painting service. We have three different levels that we currently paint to, and we provide free quotes. So let us know if you have something you need painted and we'll get it done for you. And if Patreon or painting isn't something you're ready to do at this time, we totally understand. And thank you for spending time with us here on Grimdark Live. So with that said, let's get to the question of the day. All right, we are back. We are ready to uh, to move on to the next uh, uh, portion of the show here, which is the question of the day. So, uh, Randy, it's you and I, man. We're, we're holding the fork down. You ready? Yeah. So here's the question of the day. And, and folks, uh, leave your answers, too, in the, in the chat. But uh, which Army has benefited the most for the recent General's Handbook 2020 changes— the FAQs and the updates that happened in July and why. So which army has benefited the most from all those recent changes? And as a secondary point, has do you think there'll be a new meta shift because of these changes?
3: Yeah, I think the, the most benefit would be... Like the most, most point changes was, was, I think, KOs, but I don't think there like it was enough of a point change to... Like see them like on the top tables. Okay, but I think the uh, I think the rules for the O.C. and the uh, uh, the Zinch will drop them down a, like a few pegs, but not you know not enough to knock them out of the the, the top armies. Okay, like all the other armies, c- a little catch up. So
1: yeah. Yeah, I like the way you put that. Yeah, I, I think I think with uh, with the changes, with the point drops to Nurgle, I think that and the the I think the the really the form fit points that they did with uh, Night haunt are they going to play into that? I think if a new book does come out for Nurgle uh, by the end of the year, I think that's going to be pretty impactive for that army. Um, so I think there's going to be a slight meta shift. But you know, I I I think that um, who benefited the most from this, probably in the long run, I'm going to give two answers. I think Nurgle. But i think the one that's going to pay off in dividends later on down the line is definitely going to be the idea of the deepkin i think that those changes are going to i think that needs to simmer a little bit and i think it's going to be good for them down the line so that's 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 my two cents in a tin can on that one
3: so yeah, I can see that deepkin being yeah
1: yeah wait a minute what the hell is that what's going on <laughs>
0: For that part of the show where we present the rules from hell. <laughs> yes, that's right, Grimdark Goons. It's time for the rules from hell, where we present the game rules from the past or present of the Warhammer worlds that just sucked.
1: Here it is, gang a Warhammer rule from hell. In the early edition of warhammer age of sigmar this rule dealt with the blood rack medusa this was known as the blood rack stare when making a blood rack stare attack pick a visible unit within range and roll a dice for each model in that unit for each roll of a six or more that unit suffers a mortal wound as they foolishly meet the medusa's deadly gaze You can add one to these dice rolls if, between the time you declare the target of the attack and the time you roll the dice, your opponent looks at you directly in the eye. That's really creepy. Frankly, playing with some of these rules will be awkward enough. I'm relieved at an excuse not to meet my opponent's gaze. That's really creepy, and I'm glad it's gone. That was definitely... A rule from hell. And now you know a rule
0: from hell. <laughs> All
1: right, let's get back to the show. But good stuff, man. Well, we got—I uh, know that uh, we, you know, we're we're burning this one late, but uh, but here it is. We have the closing thoughts, and uh, and I think I'm going to. Uh, actually, you know what? You want to do the closing thoughts tonight? Do you want me to take it? Oh, you can take it this time. Yeah. All right, man. I got I got the closing thoughts then. So here's here's pretty much what uh, what I wanted to say. And, you know, with all this talk about the points changes and the armies and how things are different, you got to think about this. You know, in choosing an army to play in this little game of ours of Age of Sigmar, there's a pantheon of reasons why somebody buys, builds, paints, and plays an army. You know, sometimes that army works well for the player. And other times that army ends up on eBay within three months um case in point you know i think i saw this most most evidently when beast of chaos first came out Uh, when that army first came out people went nuts for it Um, sold like crazy off the shelves except the fact that joe and jane gamer forgot that beast of chaos is one of the most unforgiving armies in the game you know one mistake and that's it you've lost the game but there are folks like myself uh, that happen to like that type of army um and and the mechanics but there are also folks uh, like myself that happen to like that type of army uh, because it offers an additional challenge in my mind being that they are unforgiving when it comes to, to when it comes to mistakes it's something that helps me uh stay more on top of my game you know maybe someone is drawn to a particular allegiance you know order chaos destruction or death or, or a particular faction you know gloomspite gets cities of sigmar, or night haunt or, or maybe even this new sons of bm out if they ever get here a lot of folks are drawn to a particular character um, and, and build their armies around that character. Nagash, Gordrak, Alariel, um But you got to ask yourself, do you build your army based on the synergies and functionality of the army? Maybe. Uh, are you a meta whore? Pardon my French. Um, you know, do you only build an army to not have fun, but you just want to win? Um, Whatever your, your your case or cause is in this hobby, I hope that you take advantage of the new General's Handbook and the new updates from July uh, and start that new army or enhance that army that you already have. And try not to focus on what is different or what, you know, you may have lost um, and build what you like and just have a good time. And that's that's my closing thoughts. There you have it, man randy what do you think man
3: yep i think it's good to go so
1: (laughs) you just want to end the show man like you're 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 done dude you're done but yeah so i think this is a good place to to end the show we've um we've we've burned the uh the the clock off the wall and uh and it's a great show and that's a wrap And, and and please don't forget to hit the like or subscribe button and follow our podcast if you haven't already done so and if you don't the Grimdark goons are going to come to your house, and they're going to take all the caps off your glue, and you'll have nothing left to sniff. You know, it'll all dry up, and that'll be that. Uh, but folks, uh, thank you so much uh, for, for being with us this evening. Grimdark Live will be back next week at 7.30. So until then, roll them dice, fun and fair, and for God's sakes, do not be a short pants. Bye
0: grimdark live we would like to thank you for slumming it through another show with us for all things dice dragons demons and a dwarf in the age of sigmar worlds we'll be back live next thursday so until then remember roll them dice fun and fair and don't be a freaking short pants and if you missed the live show you can catch us again right here on the next grimdark live podcast Never fear, gang. There'll be more great content from Grimdark Live throughout the week with Monster Mondays, Table War Tuesdays, Warhammer Wednesdays, Grimdark grudge matches, and a ton more. So stay tuned and stay grim, all you dice-chuck-and-glue-sniffing-gamer-goons. You're all awesome. Looks like I picked the wrong week to
2: stop sniffing
0: glue. Remember, embrace the main message here from Grimdark Live, and that's a social contract we have between gamers and the commitment we have to each other and this community. We're only as good as our last game. Check us out at GrimDarkLive.com. Don't forget to give our channel a like or subscribe if you haven't already done so. So long, GrimDark goons. Until next time, may the dice gods bless you and your sweaty palms. Bye.